Welcome to episode 20 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's now time to catch them all with your host. I'm Kyle, also known as Dubpool Ranger, and I'm Team Raikou. I'm Doug, also known as Ikibui, and I'm Team Suicune. And I'm Brian, also known as Collector Shuki, and I'm Team Entei. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> to listen to this Roar show... Roar and stuff. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> To listen to the show, you can find us on 4 Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zune, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Miro Guide, Pod Directory, Double Twist, Swell Radio, Player FM, and Google Play Music. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. We are back with an action-packed, full-on episode, and Doug and I couldn't do it by ourselves, so we brought in the number one guest host that we have. No offense to <laughs> the guest host that we've actually had, but uh-huh. Brian. We've just literally had Brian <laughs> four times. <laughs> I've loved it every single time, so here you go. I believe this is your fourth time on the show, because um, I was doing uh, calculations on the notes and whatnot, and I was trying to find out what made every episode special, and I saw you were at least in three of them, so... It's Brian. Nice. Brian makes the episodes special. <laughs> <It>? Yay! Because <laughs> now we have someone on the show that knows what so they're talking special. about. Yay! Oh. <laughs> the two of us don't. <laughs> I, I, I like to think I know what I'm talking about, but... <laughs> I just I go, know. look at this card. It's pretty. Yep. <laughs> you know what? I'm over going, this card is trash. This card is so terrible. <laughs> it's not Tabu Lele. What is this? <laughs> it is funny the like little things I pick up just from doing this. So I like I <laughs> I recognize like very very few talking points about the trading card game. So when you said that, I was like, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's pretty much pretty much one of the like four things I know. <laughs> yeah, actually, I just got a Tabu uh, Lele card in. Uh, Pokemon TCG Go. Ah, like the yeah. online thing? Yeah. Yeah. Always was, good. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh, I wanted that in an actual card form. So <laughs> I, I want that in real eBay. life. Right. Exactly. So I could Just put your hand up to the screen. Why can't I take you? <laughs> I think I got like the rainbow edition one of it. Whoa. Oh, nice. Yeah. You could literally, if you pulled that, you could sell it and get like two normal ones in return. Oh. Damn. It's nice. Yeah, it's like a $70 card or something like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Pokemon cards. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need fancier but ones. Speaking of Pokemon cards. Yeah. Uh, uh, since the last time we did a main episode, we've had two expansions. That's wild. Well,. One's a main expansion. The other one's kind of like a side expansion where you can't buy the packs individually. You got to buy all the boxes and super cool edition stuff. Because of course. Yeah. Kind of like when they were doing, what was it? uh, Generations. Evolutions or generations. Generations. Okay. See, I always get generations and evolutions confused because of the Ashuns. Fair. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, uh, yeah. I bought the uh, Pikachu pin box, the Mewtwo pin box, the Zykenrock, or the 
Zorak. Zor yeah, Zorak, sorry, the dogs and whatnot, they all, they're all the same to me. You're just very um, ready for Pokemon fusions. Yes, clearly. <laughs> we can have a Dragon Ball fusions, but we can't have a Pokemon fusions. Yeah. Come on, Kieran did it, it was great. Exactly. Up exactly. <laughs> but um, so far, I love all the cards that are in the set. The artwork's amazing. The I love when you get like a shining card and it, it, the normal background is just holographic, but then like the Pokemon itself is textured. Mm -hmm. oh, it's just so I need so to get good. some of these cards. Yeah, you do. I need sure. to touch one. Yes. They're very nice to touch. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like touching a full art, except it's only the Pokemon, so you're just kind of caressing the Pokemon instead of the full card. <laughs> it's a very intimate kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know there's the super awesome deluxe edition box that's like $80, depending on where you shop. Sixty if you go to Amazon, but... Yep. I really want it so badly, I just can't justify it to my wife. <laughs> I can justify Fair. it to myself easily. I just can't justify it to my wife. I justified <laughs> it to myself, went and purchased it, had a very wonderful time opening up <laughs> next to nothing. Uh, it sucks because my I bought one and my friend bought one. There was two at Target when we went. This was a couple weeks ago. It was before it actually came out. Uh, and Target put them out early. So nice. we went down to Target. I grabbed one. My friend grabbed one. And it, it was really funny because his was uh, spider-wrapped and mine wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so we got back uh, to his house and we, we opened them. I got very few good pulls. Hmm. And he got, like, good pulls in every other pack. I'm like, Ooh. Target knew. Target knew so much <laughs> that they spider-wrapped that one and left mine alone. <laughs> now you know always to get the spider-wrapped one. Well, always, but... We we traded and stuff, so I ended up it ended up not sucking as much. Nice. <laughs> it was very nice, but uh, but yeah, no, that box in general is just very very nice. Between the three promos, the three boxes of like just elite trainer box sort of style mm -hmm. thing. Uh, between that, the play mat is absolutely gorgeous. I love it so much. Nice. Uh, very nice play mat. And a little art book uh, for the set as well. It's not as good as the one that was in the Mew and Mewtwo one that they did last year. Yeah. Because uh, that was a full-on book that was available in Japan. Oh, wow. And they had released a new one last year. And so I was like, oh, maybe when they'll release a new box, they'll put that one in there. But it wasn't. It was just a small... Shining Legends art book, um, hmm. which was, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I'd much rather have had an English version of the latest one they released in Japan. But alas, we don't have that. Thanks, Pokemon. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, but uh, no, super, super cool box. It, it's hard to stomach the 80, but the 60 is definitely, I think, okay for, for what you get in there. You do get 10 packs of Shining Legends, too. So Nice. Um, now, Crimson Invasion, I've picked up a few packs of these, and from what I've been seeing from a lot of other Pokemon card collectors up on Twitter, the pull rate for that doesn't seem to be doing very good for some people. Like, no one's been really been, like, they've gotten some really nice ones, but at the same time, like, they really haven't been able to get some good ones out of it. Hmm. 
it, they it's just re- didn't put anything good in there. <laughs> Crimson's really weird because, like, I've opened a box where the ratio was fairly okay. It was mm-hmm. like two GXs, or no, th- uh, three GXs, uh, two full arts, and then a rainbow or hyper, depending on uh, what mm-hmm. you end up pulling. Uh, which is is fairly normal, and then I've also I haven't pulled one out of like the three or three ish four ish boxes I've opened so far. Um, I, I've seen boxes online that had like two GXs, two full arts, and like one other GX, and like no hypers and only five pulls. It's really weird. Oh wow! It's it's horribly huh. unbalanced. But like I've I've been getting pretty decent pulls myself. In fact. I've been getting decent pulls to the fact that I'm missing one normal GX and, like, four full arts. Not cool. And then I'm done with Whoa. the set outside of the hypers. Because mm. I don't collect those because that's too hard. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. I've got, like, maybe, like, one hyper in, like, each set or something like that. And I'm just like, I want the rest. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I don't want to buy... All those. Yeah. Although I really want the uh, hyper energies. Those look really cool. Yeah, those... I collect the trainers, I collect the energies. The only thing I don't collect is the rainbow Pokemon, just because there's too many. Like, it's impossible. It's basically, if you get it, you get it, but if you don't, you're not going to sweat about it. Yep. 100%. Okay. I feel a little bit better about myself and my collection now. (laughs) Um. (laughs) You're validated, don't worry. Yes, awesome. Yeah, so uh, TCG stuff uh, is looking really good. Again, love all the artwork and Shining Legends and whatnot. Um, I know also certain stores, if you order online, if you buy at least like $25 worth of stuff, they will send you, hopefully, they will send you a pack of mystery cards, which is the Ash Hat Pikachus from Gen 1 to 7. Hmm. Minus two. And <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It, it's minus two because one and two got merged together. Yeah. So basically you have to buy $25 worth of stuff. But if you don't want to go online and spend even more money on shipping and handling, go to your local GameStop and just buy $25 worth of stuff there. Just make sure that they actually have it before you buy. Yeah. Because my GameStop had no idea what they were until I mentioned it. And they're like, oh, I, I think... I think this is our it. And I was like, well, it looks like what I got at the movie theater, so that's got to be it. Um, so I've opened up one so far. I've gotten the original Ash Hat, I've gotten Sinnoh, and I've gotten Kalos. So I got the Kalos Hat card, and I'm happy. That's all I wanted. <laughs> there you go. And then also with cards, uh, and this is going to move on to uh, McDonald's, is now doing Pokemon Toys. Yeah. Now, if you don't feel like buying a Happy Meal, you are more than welcome to buy the toy individually. I know some people did not know you could do that. And depending on where you live, the, uh, will depend on how much they charge you. Uh, near me, it's a dollar if you want just a toy, and it's only fifty nine cents if you want it if you buy food with it. So, not bad. But so far in my area, all they've had is Poplio and Pikachu. Poplio! Which, 
Poplio is a water gun, and I think that's really cool. I haven't tested it yet to see how far it goes. And I've gotten the Pikachu, which is just a flashlight kind of thing. Like, you literally just push a button behind its tail. And then if you hold it up to, like, the wall or a flat surface, a little lightning bolt shows up on the ground. And it, oh. I'll be honest with you, it, it doesn't surprise me that the Pikachu toy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> does not surprise me. <laughs> And also with the toys is Pokemon cards. Uh, there are 12 cards to collect. There are, I think, six toys. So you're going to get eight. duplicate toys. It's going to happen. Eight, eight toys, 12 cards. Okay. Eight toys, 12 cards. Yes. And so I got the Poplio card with my Poplio toy, and I was thinking, oh, maybe that's just how it's going to go. But then when I got Pikachu, it came with the Meowth card, which I've already noticed they're just reusing old cards and just giving it like a little special holographic effect to it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then the numbering down at the bottom, it's 1 through 12, and yeah. So... Yeah, everything in the McDonald's collection is out of Sun and Moon base, I think. Except yeah. for um, the Pikachu is the SMO4 promo card. Mm. Is that the one that you get from Target mm. a while back? Yeah, or the or the okay. cereal boxes. They printed it in that too. Yeah, uh, it's uh, number four if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, I think these are all Sun and Moon base. I think. Yeah, I might be wrong. I don't remember. But it's gonna <laughs> they all blend together. Holo- it's got a cool holographic to it. I mean, what can you expect? I mean, although I wish they would do better to kind of protect the card. At least there's like a piece of cardboard behind it that goes with the toy. But I've still gotten the cards, I, and I'm like, this thing. Is I just know, like- I know the viewers can't see it, but uh, this is a. Oh you can, no! Yeah, you can kind of, kind of see that. Oh, that's uh, upsetting. It's, that, that it's warped. It's very, very warped. Some of them are pretty good. Like the Poplio mm-hmm. that I have right here is like not terrible, okay. But um, yeah, some of them because it, it's really weird. Some of the toys have them in a thing of cardboard, which they all mm-hmm. should be in a thing of cardboard. But then others have them just unprotected in a little bag, mm. and then others have them unprotected in a little bag with like a token. That you use like on happymeal.com or some stuff oh, okay. like that. I don't, I don't know. But so, like, there's three different ways that they pack the cards between the eight toys, and only one of them actually protects the cards. It's very, very obnoxious. So, I'm going to have to take this stack right here, which, as mm-hmm. you can see, is nowhere near yeah. level. And I'm going to have mm-hmm. to, to smush them with a heavy book or something like that to try to flatten them out. Mm. Or just put them in my binder and hope that the binder's a weight. There you go. Just actually does it itself. Which it, it should at this point. I have too many freaking promo cards. <laughs> <laughs> my only uh, thing, though, is like for collectors like us who want mostly just the cards and could probably, like, we probably want the toys, but could probably also care less about the toys. We just want the cards. And so we got to go into like the McDonald's and be like, "Hey, yeah," and they'll be like, "Oh, uh, do you need this one?" I'm like, "Well, can I see what card it is first? And it's just a little awkward for me, at least. I don't know about you guys. I had it easy. Nah, I- I've got connections. I'm sorry. <laughs> ah, ah, lucky you. <laughs> I haven't been yet, so yeah. I haven't had to to run into it. 
But I love how, and no, actually, not, I can't say I love this because uh, it's just something I would say. But the the Pokemon is the boys' toy, and was it Hello Kitty for the girls' toy? And I'm like, yeah. why can't Pokemon be for both? Well, yeah. that is kind of weird because Pokemon is probably I don't know you guys might know than I would, but I feel like it's probably a more or rather a less gendered property than a lot of toys they typically get. Yeah. So it is kind of surprising that they and gendered it like that. I I don't think they've ever ev- they've wow they've ever <laughs> uh, gendered Pokemon before. I think all the other past promotions have always just been Pokemon hmm. when they did them. So it's it's really weird. It, it's like. Pokemon wanted to do a promotion, and Sanrio wanted to do a promotion, and they were like fighting for the same space. So they're like, ah, "Nope, you're just going. You're going to share time right here." I don't know. It's re- it's really weird. Hmm. Huh. But nonetheless, I like the toys. Well, at least the Poplio toy. Um, <laughs> I, I will probably get a second Poplio toy just this way. My wife and I can just do like a water gun fight or something like that. Yes, Poplio. Yeah. My favorite is Grubbin. I'm a little biased, but he's <laughs> adorable. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to get that one. Alright. Um, also in news, Bulbasaur is finally joining the Build-A-Bear family. I need it. I need and it right now. I w- And I will admit, I was wrong that I think uh, was it like a couple months, uh, quite a few months ago when I had got my Squirtle done. I was talking to the person there, and they said that they probably won't do Bulbasaur because it's just an awkward shape. And, yeah. So, Bulbas- they're finally doing Bulbasaur, and I like how they're handling it. They're not giving it a shirt or something like that. They're giving it a scarf. I'm very happy about it. I'm very behind. Yeah. Mm. Uh, very... Very behind. In fact, I've bought Pikachu and Eevee, and that was it. So, I have quite wife, the adventure to go on. But <laughs> my wife has Eevee, and I have Squirtle, and I love them. Mm-hmm. It, it's like I'll be honest. Like I have a ton of stuffed animals, but I don't really like you know like use any of them except for like maybe Squirtle because it's just so soft. Like it acts as like a second pillow <laughs> to me almost. Yeah, they're super good quality. Like they're soft, yeah. they're nice, they're fluffy. Uh huh. Like I wanted to keep up with them, and then they just started releasing them so rapidly. I'm like, I'll slow down, and now I'm like five behind. I'm like, oh crap! It's like three hundred and fifty dollars Pokemon Plus. (laughs) Yeah, well, it depends if like you want the uh, online edition or just the in store. Go big or go home. But does the (laughs) the outfit that that Bulbasaur is wearing is online only? Right? Am I just making that up? I do not know. All I know is I need him with that hat and that scarf. Nice. Usually the online exclusives <laughs> usually just have, like, sound bites. Hmm, okay. Yeah, so... Um, I've seen the Meowth and the Volpix in person. Now, I don't know if this Meowth was just a defective one that they had in person, but the coin on its head looked more like a horn. Oh, weird. It was very narrow and skinny, unlike how it normally should look. So I was like, that looks hmm. more like a horn. It's weird. And then Vulpix, I didn't realize it, but its tail is flat. It's not, like, poofy. What? Yeah, so it's just flat. And I'm like, I I don't like that. It's a fox. It needs a poofy tail. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I got a, a little Vulpix plush right here. 
and, and there goes Love Disc. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> look at that tail. That, that's poofy. Look at it. It's, it's very poofy. Poof. And then regular Vulpix, that Build-A-Bear, is just like this flat thing. And I'm like... I, Ooh. That's so weird. I just know I need the Bulbasaur. I don't, I don't have any of them yet. I, I don't even have a Build-A-Bear yet, but Bulbasaur will be my first. Nice. Uh, Bulbasaur's hat and uh, scarf accessory are online only, it looks like. I I'm could be reading it wrong. I'm not sure. I'm going to get it. Because it says online exclusive Bulbasaur bundle, and it says Bulbasaur, the sound chip, Hat and scarf accessory set and the TCG card, which is from Dark Explorers, and that set's really old and it's really confusing me, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, on the plus side, Bulbasaur is a little cheaper than the other sets, so huh. maybe just because it doesn't get as many accessories. Yeah, he only comes with the hat and scarf instead of like three changes of clothes because yeah. they need that. Mm-hmm. Now, I do believe. Uh, that they will eventually do Mew because they do want to do Mew and they still have yet to do the Master Ball hoodie. So mm-hmm. I think Mew's going to get that. Um, I still think that they might eventually do a Togepi. Togepi would be so easy for them to do. Exactly. Now, the next two that they say that are coming out, though, is Psyduck and Jigglypuff coming out in 2018. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> why not revive all the old mascot Pokemon? Why not? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you look at this from like a uh, from the anime perspective, they've been going with main Pokemon from the anime minus Eevee. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you got pretty much all of Ash's Pokemon minus like the Caterpie line and the Pidgeotto. So, so what you're saying is we're going to get a Build-A-Bear Staryu next. <laughs> I would love a Build-A-Bear Staryu. <laughs> I will put it on top of our Christmas tree. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's such a good idea. Bear Geodude. Yes! I mean, yes. Yes, Geodude would be nice. Life-size Build-A-Bear to make it a little. But actual life size. What? We'll talk about this, but not movie life size. Wait. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Psyduck, Jigglypuff is next. Um, Jigglypuff better come with a microphone. Online exclusive. That turns into a, that <laughs> it turns has into a marker. It has to turn into a marker. <laughs> not saying a functional marker, but saying it has to turn into a marker. Like you just take the top off and you see like a little... Thing. Marker nub. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I think that's about it on just regular news. So we're going to hop right on into Pokemon Go news because you yeah. know Ryan and I, we have some complaining to do. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they've altered the raid list for no intentional purposes. I, I don't know why they did this, it, it makes no sense. It sucks, and honestly, if you were going to alter the raid list, just wait a month for when Hoenn comes out, and then alter it to the Hoenn list. But Cheers. No. <laughs> yeah. 
Kyle was telling me all about it after yeah, we recorded so, last time, and I don't get it. I don't understand. It's it terrible. Like they kept some of the ones from the last batch that were good, like Tyranitar and thankfully Tyranitar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like everything below that is other than the addition of Golem being decent. Golem's the only one on the list that's actually worth doing. Like they put Metapod on this list. Like what yeah. is functionally wrong with you <laughs> to put Metapod on a ray list? It's like, oh time to go raid Metapod. Yeah, At least I don't Magikarp was why... worth the candies. Like Metapod isn't. Like and I mean you could evolve yeah. the Caterpies yeah. with the candy, I guess, but yeah. I can catch a Metapod like in my yard. Yeah. It's <laughs> like so, right now in real life. Yeah. That's yeah. how common. Yeah. So tier <laughs> one, you got your Metapod, and then you got Ivysaur, Wartortle, and Charmeleon. Now this was also originally taken by the Gen 2 uh level two Pokemon, which worked out great. Mm-hmm. It's like we already have Yeah, that's fine. We have these guys in tier four, but they're final evolutions. Why do we need these now? I mean, if anything, make those three Grooveile, Combuskin, and Marshtomp, and then have the Gen 2 final evolutions in Tier 4 and just get rid of Kanto. I mean, I'm okay with them. Uh, I, I don't know that they need to exclusively be the Kanto ones, but I'm fine with any opportunity to get starter candies, <laughs> to be yeah. totally honest. Okay. Uh, but I do, I do, I don't know that they needed to necessarily get rid of, if they keep cycling it, so that there's mm-hmm. always some starters in there. I'll be fine with that. Yeah. Like so my thing was why didn't they just flip them? Like have the Kanto starters as the stage ones and then have the Johto starters be stage twos. Just yeah. flip flop their positions. But they didn't. Yes. The Johto yeah. starters yes. are gone completely. And I'm like, those are the ones I want. Yeah. If I'm like, Yeah, it doesn't going. make any sense. Until I went correct. down to Detroit, I needed Totodile and Croconaw candies like super bad. I was walking Croconaw for like a month straight trying to get candies because yep. they don't spawn here whatsoever. But we did a tournament down in Detroit and apparently that was just spewing out Croconaws and Totodile. So I ended up getting it. It was fine. But <laughs> for the longest time, I needed it. And anytime a Croconaw raid popped up, I'm like, oh, let's go do the Croconaw raid to get some candies. But now the Johto starters are gone. So I feel bad mm-hmm. for anyone that like started late that is trying to get Johto starter candies and just can't because now they're off the raid list completely. So, buddies. Yeah, it takes so long. It does. So, tier two, and so you got Magneton, Sableye, Tentacruel, Sandslash, Marowak, and Cloyster. So, we actually have a Gen 3 Pokemon in this list, which is Somewhat cool, but we just had the Halloween event, and everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope everyone caught a Sableye during that event. I know they weren't nearly as common as the Shuppet or the Duskull, but they were still popping up. Now, my wife actually does not own a Sand Slash, so that did somewhat come in handy because we live in an area where Sand Slash and Sandshu aren't that common. Same. So I can kind of understand that, and I can also understand Cloyster because, again, I haven't seen that many shelters in my area. Although I already do have Cloyster and Sandslash, so, I mean, it 
makes no sense to me. Tier three, Ninetales, Scyther, Omastar, Porygon. I do kind of like Porygon because it just allows people to get Porygon 2 a little bit quicker. Yeah, that's And fine. then returning is Alakazam, Gengar, and Machamp. So Scyther and Porygon, I can kind of see just because it'll help you evolve them faster. But Ninetales and Omastar, meh. It's just weird because I don't understand the the logic, and, and maybe there isn't quite as much logic as as I think there should be. But I, mm-hmm. I just don't get how they chose what they chose. <laughs> yeah. Sense to me. That was my struggle throughout this entire list: was why, why these? Like, why not flop the starters, or why not put uh, Kabutops with Omastar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It almost why, seems why like do one. Where's Aerodactyl? Yeah, this list kind of makes it seem like uh, someone just kind of like hacked the system and altered the whole thing. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of what it seems like. Here are the things I don't have yet. We'll make them raids. Yeah. <laughs> so then, tier four: Polyrath, Victory Bell, Golem, Nido King, Nido Queen, and then returning is Tyranitar, Lapras, and Snorlax. So out of this entire list, only one Gen two Pokemon. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. Um, and the worst part about this is they're actually adding so many more Pokemon to the raid list that now it's like you see uh, Tier 3 or whatever, and you're like, ooh, I hope it's McChamp. I still need a McChamp. And it's like, oh, no, it's just the uh, Omastar. Omastar. And so your chances now of getting the Pokemon you want are actually even fewer because there's so many more in that tier. Yeah, it seems like a very unnecessary... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not unnecessary. It seems like a very arbitrary change. I'm hoping this is just like a something to... It'll go away once Gen 3 is released in December. Pro- well, probably. Or at least some of it. I hope. I really, really hope. I'm yeah, trying to see what's around bad. me, but there aren't any active... Uh, yeah. The, no active uh, raids. A while back... Um, the eggs were gone because I think they had disabled them for the Pokemon Go Fest. So the mm. Pokemon Go Fest actually did something right for once. And then <laughs> it took them a while to finally put the eggs back. And I remember the day that the eggs came back and the group I'm on, people were like, what's up with these eggs? What's hatching from this? What 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 are these eggs? <laughs> and we're like, when did you start playing? And they're like, uh, just last week. And I'm like, oh, newbies, newbies, newbies. But <laughs> last week, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how are you already 36? Also, how does somebody? <laughs> well, yeah. How does somebody like start playing Pokemon Go like yesterday? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> how many new users are they getting every day? I wonder. Can't be many. Yeah. Now. Suicune is currently in North America. I have yet to catch Suicune. I do need to catch it, though, because I already have Raikou and Entei. But I will say this. Suicune is definitely the easiest to defeat out of all three legendary beasts, in my opinion. Um, is, it, Raik- is it just because the counters for him are a lot easier to get? Like the, the Jolteons so. and the, the good grass Second Pokemon or- and... Yeah, uh, Raikou yeah. and Zapdos and all that. Like, there's yeah, just we... more good counters to him mm-hmm. than there are the other ones. Yeah, because I'll say this: like when I went up against Raikou, he 
I could defeat him with my full party, but I would be down to my six Pokemon. Entei, I would have to use at least two different sets of Pokemon. But even by the time I got to the second set, like just as I started my, with my second team, the other guys had just defeated him. So, mm. and then Suicune, I think I got to like my third or fourth Pokemon and it was already defeated. But that's Makes also, sense. I think, because everyone that's doing all these raids, I think, has a Raikou. Yeah. So that's they kind have of helping. They have Raikou. They have good Jolteons. Exactly. They, <laughs> they, and, they know what they're doing. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I am a uh, coattail rider. I will ride people's coattails to help me catch these Pokemon. But it's working, so. There you go. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yep. So I don't have any, because I'm lazy. <laughs> I will get Suicune. I will get you, Suicune. You will be mine. <laughs> um, but that's it on Pokemon Go news. Um, anime news, though, I will say this because I com- I just remembered. Uh, Disney XD is doing a Pokemon marathon. Mm. They're going to be playing, uh, for, I think, all the Sun and Moon episodes that have aired so far, and then two brand new episodes. Uh. There's the one regular episode that no one cares about, and then the second episode, hey. which is... Hey! <laughs> that episode is the Charger Bug in the RC car episode. I'm very much looking forward to that. Okay, I forgot, I forgot that was what it was. Okay, I do apologize. So you get the Charger Bug racing episode. Yeah! And then the second episode, which is what everyone else is waiting for, is the first episode to the two-parter of Misty and Brock. Whoa. Yes. So we have finally come to that. And then I believe that they are also playing the... It'll be the first airing on TV of Pokemon I Choose You. Yay! Good movie. We should talk about that. Yeah, maybe I'll add something to the notes. (laughs) Let me just whip something up real quick. (laughs) (laughs) But first... Let's talk about uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because I don't think people want to get spoiled on something before they see it on TV. Right. Uh, I know, I know. Don't worry, Doug. We'll get there. We'll get there. No, no, no. I'm excited about. I'm, I'm excited about the games. Oh, oh. I thought that so was like. Grr, I want to watch it now, or talk about it now. So, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Which version are you guys getting? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Say, probably same. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be playing. Yes. I'll be playing Ultra Moon, uh, probably just because I played Moon uh, as my main playthrough for, for Sun and Moon. So I'll probably stick to, to Ultra Moon this time around. But I'll be I'll be getting both for sure. I'm getting an Amazon Steelbook because I nice. am very much obsessed with materialistic things. <laughs> I think I think I'll probably be playing Ultra Sun because I have a friend and we usually get opposites of each other. And I think mm-hmm. he's probably getting the opposite of what he played the first time. Okay. I am going to be playing Ultra Sun because I played Sun to begin with, so I want to keep that going, and then I'll just give my Ultra Moon to my wife to play because she played Moon last time. So. There you go, consistency. Yes. It's happening. Oh, it's happening so soon. Yes. Uh, yes. It's happening this... so soon! Yes, by the <laughs> time this episode airs, if... I got everything done with editing-wise, and the Flash did not distract me. This game will be out in two days. This game will be out in two days. 
or if I did get distracted, this game is out today because I probably gave this to Eric on Friday. But nope, um, this game is best coming out in two out. days. Because yes, <laughs> if Kyle gets distracted, he can send it to me. <laughs> um, first, oh, I'm so excited. Uh, so we have our first global mission, and I think it's ridiculous. But yeah, we have to catch 10 learn their lesson. million Pokemon by November 28th. They don't. It's I don't not a lot understand. of time. <laughs> 13 days. But no, just under. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't they know this isn't going to happen? Yeah. And I, they do. They they must know because if you reach the goal, you get two thousand festival coins, and if you don't reach the goal, you get a thousand festival coins. Like you literally get a prize for trying because there's no way this is going to happen. <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> Uh, I don't understand. It's crazy to me. What, like, stop it. Yeah. Global yeah, mission. That, it's it. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so, all right, and I got to scroll down on the notes. Scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. Everything we know so far about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Okay, so I have to put something out there. Okay. This is th- what I have put on here is just stuff that was like officially announced. Yes. So it is entirely possible and maybe even probable. I don't know um, that stuff will come out that wasn't officially announced. I don't know if you guys have looked at it anything because like the review copies are out. It, well, no, it no, no, no. I know did. like <laughs> what? Yeah. All, all the leak stuff has already been announced and whatnot. No, I, read no, it. I understand that. Not, no, not officially though, but like, yeah, not officially. What I'm saying is the, the review copies are out and so stuff's being leaked. And so on our podcast, it's entirely possible that we will say things that haven't been initially or officially announced. So like just a general blanket warning that that stuff might gotcha. slip. Okay. I got what you're saying. <laughs> so all this, yeah, all the stuff that we have on our list is stuff that is from articles and videos and stuff like that that have been officially released. But because we know that there are things already out there, it's possible we might accidentally slip and say something. Yes. And who knows? Maybe we'll just get really excited and just talk about all the things. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I figured I should put that out there just in case people are really, really scared of, of spoilers. <laughs> all right. So, so far what we know. This is an alternate storyline and not a sequel, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting though. I mean, they're doing cool stuff. So at least it's at least what they are doing with the alternate storyline sounds cool. I mean, we have new characters, there's a new conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, basically, basically the story from how no, go ahead. Basically the story from how I understand it is uh, well, I think this is kind of how they explained it. Is like the main conflict is Necrozma shows up and is like trying to steal the light from Alola, which I guess it's done other places, and we get to go to one of those places. Is that does yes, that, uh, that like a city or something like that? Yeah. Yes. So that's kind of the different conflict. Really, a bigger conflict. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. more it's like more of a conflicty conflict than in the first ones. Yeah. More at stake. Yeah. So the alternate storyline basically it's just kind of like how Emerald is to Ruby and Sapphire, and Platinum is to Diamond and Pearl. It's the same story, but added stuff that they wanted to do originally, but just ran out of time because they were probably rushed. Is my guess. 
but more. The yes. one of the developers said like it's it's natural to think that this is like an emerald or a platinum, but like think bigger. <laughs> so that was a fun tease. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Uh, let's see here. Uh Deck uh, Rosma captures Solgaleo and Lunala and or I guess Solgaleo or Lunala, depending on which game you play. And you mm-hmm. get Dusk, Main, Necrozma, Dawn, Wings, Deck, uh, Necrozma. And both forms, I gotta say, look really cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, I don't know exactly how that happens, but I don't know if this is a thing Necrozma can do with anything or what, but it does it to our lovely mascot Pokemon this time around. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. I mean, what else would you expect, right? Yeah. Gotta do something we know that it gets cool. a... Yeah, something cool, <laughs> something sweet with some like sh- sharp black stuff because Necrozma. <laughs> Look how edgy he is. Yeah, <laughs> nice. those other two Pokemon were too cute before. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got. We know uh, that Necrozma gets a. We know that Necrozma gets a new move as a result of doing this too. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it gets some Photon Geyser move, which looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. You can new area through Ultra Wormhole, the Ultra Warp Ride, which looks really, really cool. Uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Kingdom Hearts style game. Yeah. So is the is the Ultra Warp Ride like? We'll talk about Mantine Surf, but like, is it similar in that it's it's a way to get there, but it's also kind of like its own mini game? I think so. I think so. Like, or, it looks like you can do stuff. It's not like just a video it it kind of looks like you're you're riding along on whichever necrozma legendary whatever thing you have uh and like it looks like you could pivot off into different areas like i don't know if you will eventually have a method of selecting off a list but it looks like you can just kind of like you see a wormhole and you're like, oh, let's go here. And then you pop in and then you're in Pheromos' ultra space or whatever. That's okay. what so it seems I like. I don't really know. Based on like, uh, based on what we know the post game is, um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly how it works. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if you have to unlock each one as you go or if there's like a specific um, order you have to do things or, or what, but that's, the more I read about, the more I read about it, the more I, it, it sounded like Necrozma and this this warp war, or this ultra wormhole are like the key to how everything in this game is going to happen, yeah. which is kind of cool to think about. It lets them do literally whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, you get to battle Ultra Beasts on their home turf, which I think is kind of cool. Yes. Yeah, they just like blew up this whole ultra area and space I the one thing I like about this is how like in Sun and Moon when Lucimine went into ultra space and we went in there and we're like oh this is ultra space it's pretty dank and mm-hmm. then uh, we find out like no that's just Ni Legos ultra space that's not ultra space as a whole there's all these different like worlds out there in ultra space that are all conditioned for these particular creatures. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really cool. And some of them look like really neat. 
and, and <laughs> I, know, I, I dig that a lot. <laughs> it just feels like an entire new world that we get to. Well, I guess yeah. it is. That's not just like it's like straight up is a whole new world that we get to explore and stuff, which is fun. A whole new world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so is. We know that there's this ultra metropolis where where Necrozma has already done the thing that it's trying to do to Alola. Is this is this just like another one of these little pocket things? Like, is it like I I don't totally understand. Is this just another dimension we're going to, and it's already been like wrecked? <laughs> yeah, because that's where the ultra recon, recon squad. There we go. Uh, is is from? They're from the world that. Necrozma basically wrecked. Hmm. So are we and just going to get like a, a city that's that's Necrozma wrecked? Pr- pretty much. I mean, they... I, I wouldn't say wrecked so much as weird, because they, they only yeah, have yeah, artificial yeah. light. They don't have actual legitimate light. Um, and they're like people and citizens and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, just they look kind of weird. I don't know what they're doing. but Why don't they leave? Weird. Ideas of fashion. <laughs> That'll be so, cool. So, uh, going on to something that just recently got announced, and everyone's super hyped about this, is the post-game Team Rainbow Rockets. Yes. Brian's doing something. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> it, it's it's hilarious because like when these rumors had initially surfaced, you're reading them going like they're not going to do that. That's absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds really cool, but that's absurd. And then they're like, "Oh, here's Team Rainbow Rocket. Here's Giovanni and all the freaking evil team leaders." And mm-hmm. you're like, "They did it." Here's yeah. the thing that blew they freaking my mind. did it. <laughs> okay, you'll have to tell me. Cause it sounds like you're reading rumors and stuff. What I was reading is that. The the way that they justify having the bosses, and this probably for some folks like gets into spoilery stuff, but this is in an interview, so they talk about it openly, I guess. Um, <clears throat> like the reason they're able to have all those bosses is because they're also from different realities where mm-hmm. they were successful. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so yeah. weird. So it's like you're meeting these bosses that achieved what you stopped them doing in our reality. It's it's crazy. Like Pokemon is taking the multiverse, like and just really like leaning uh-huh. into it hard, like, like real this hard. Is, this is Giovanni from a timeline in which he beat the crap out of Red and like took over Kanto <laughs> and succeeded with Mewtwo. And this is yeah. Archie and Maxi that come from the original Ruby and Sapphire, mind you. Yeah. They're not the Oras designs; they're the original designs, which I think is great. I love that. Uh, but they're from a world that's covered in water or covered in land. And, uh, like, Cyrus managed to blow up the entire universe and start a new one. So, good on him. Good that's on weird. Him. I always say follow your dreams. <laughs> you definitely did. Way, way uh, to achieve your goals, man. <laughs> but, like, that's just you so cool. Because, yeah. like you said, they've, they've been pushing multiverse in, in Pokemon for a while now, since particularly since X and Y. Uh, with megas and non-megas and mm-hmm. the entire uh, Delta episode in yeah. ORS and everything like that. So they've been pushing that for a while, and now they, like like you said, they super pushed it. They're like, here are evil team leaders from dimensions in which they actually succeeded. Haha, <laughs> isn't that terrifying? 
it, well, and <laughs> they, it, it just go ahead. Just by like, uh, just by all these these successful villains uh, existing theoretically in the same space, that just like it'd be interesting to break down exactly how many different pieces to the multiverse there have to be because mm-hmm. <laughs> like if one of them succeeded in one reality, does the other one succeed in that same? Re- like, it's just crazy. Like they're really just shattered, shattered it all. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There's so yeah. many different shards to the reality. It's crazy. Yeah. And they also kind of hinted at the whole multiverse thing again with uh, the post episode in sun and moon mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the one uh, cop who was from yep. the Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald games of the battle. Ad- Annabelle. Annabelle, thank you. Thank you, yes, Annabelle. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. I, I don't know anything. I, I'm just rambling on until I make sense. So I love my life. I'm I mean, excited. So the name Rainbow Rocket's very interesting, and someone had pointed this out, and I doubt this will happen, but I think this would be really, really cool. Uh, a long, long time ago, kids, back uh, when you weren't even a thought, <laughs> um, there was a Pokemon expansion pack called the Team Rocket expansion pack. And there mm-hmm. was a certain energy card in there called the Rainbow Energy. Yes. And a lot of Still people think that... Today. Yes, and a lot of people think that because of that, that they might actually do like a Team Rainbow Rocket expansion pack. And... It'll be kind of just like reprints of the old ring uh, of the old uh, Team Rocket uh, expansion. Hmm. I Maybe? two two sides of this. I I love the idea okay. of a set that is tuned to Rainbow Rocket. I love that they they tend to do something with the evil teams uh, in the card game. Uh, I mean, Sun and Moon was kind of the one instance where they didn't really do anything focused on them, mm-hmm. but um, they they tend to do that a lot. So I would I would love a set that's dedicated to Rainbow Rocket, like just have a Giovanni card, a uh, like a Cyrus card, an Archie, a Maxi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, granted, we have some of those already, but just different, like Rainbow Rocket Giovanni or something. They can name it yeah. weird and like just do specifically owned Pokemon. And you could do you could do gimmicks and stuff like that. Um, I mean, as for for reprints of like Team Rocket set, like I, I, I don't really want that. Um, <laughs> we, we had evolutions. Evolutions was a competitively horrible set. Uh, that was driven just on the banes of nostalgia. And oh, look at that! Uh, so, so I want to stay far away from reprints of old stuff as physically possible, but I'm 110% down for a Rainbow Rocket themed TCG set. That'd okay, be cool. Let's do it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so... Rainbow Rocket energy. Do it. Yeah. Okay. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be so... really cool. There's so many mechanics they could do. I love the card game. So great! <laughs> I'm, fi- I'm finally starting to learn how to play, thanks to the uh, online. Online's great. I love online. It's such a good tool, dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Um, I like the uh, little. I know this is getting a little off topic, but I like their deck wizard, where you can just choose like two cards that you want in your deck, and they'll build it right around those two cards. Deck wizard's such a meme. I love it. 
you play with, like <laughs> two cards and it just like throws your best stuff together. I love it when you do a random on Deck Wizard because it literally searches your entire card pool, finds what it deems your best card, and uses it. And it like it's really funny because I've had a Deck Wizard put together like a deck with uh, Rayquaza in it. And then it put dive balls in in the deck, and there was no water Pokemon. Huh. It was fantastic. Deck Wizard is a plus. It's it's so fun to mess with, though. I love it. It's a great feature. Mine keeps trying to put uh, my Pikachu EX in it all the time, as well as my uh, Porygon, Porygon Two, and Porygon Z line. Hmm. So I was like, okay. <laughs> The seizure deck. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so going to do that Deck now. Wizard's trying to get Pokemon banned for real this time. Yeah. It's happening. All right. So, back to uh, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. We've got new forms, new Z-moves, and new Ultra Beasts. Yes. Only one new form, really, and that is for Rock Ruff. And, by the way, that anime episode just recently aired a week or two ago. So go check that out if you haven't yet. That's pretty yeah. cool. I liked it. Yes. Um, right. So Dusk form. It, and I'll be honest with you, it does not look like we are getting a Dawn form. No. <laughs> Which annoys me. But like if, if you're gonna... I mean, I don't think... Japan has this as Twilight form, right? I believe so, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yes. Like that that's a, a little bit more aptly named form. Like I I hate the idea of a dusk form without a dawn form. Like yeah. why why do you do one and not the other? But yeah. like in the anime episode they stated like oh it's what caused Rockruff to evolve like this is an event that happens at sunrise or sunset. Oh, let's name it dusk form. I'm like, "Wait, slow down." <laughs> <laughs> really, we should be calling it green flash form. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to get technical. Yeah, which just makes me want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean again, but that's a different story. Um, I Don't get me wrong, I love the form. I think... Uh, oh, eh, there you go, Doug. <laughs> I was just correcting my own uh, my own mistake there. Yeah, I don't know why I wrote Rock Rough. It's Lycanroc, everyone. Yes, Lycanroc. <laughs> it's a new Lycanroc form, not a new Rock Rough form. And unfortunately, we can only get this new Lycanroc form through a special event, Rock Ruff, which I find to be yeah. ridiculous, if you ask me. Because I don't if... disagree. What's that? <laughs> I said I don't disagree. Oh, okay. okay. Always, it's always really stupid. Yeah, because like, it's like, just... oh, hey, um, I couldn't start playing this game until six months later because I've got life going on. And I missed out on the rock rough. What do I do? You do nothing because no. you had to have a life. Trade for it or take advantage of somebody who broke their game, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see here. We got new Z moves coming in. There's probably like a billion new Z moves, but, and like, who I don't know. I don't know if anyone even really cares. But the reason I wrote all these out is because the names of Z moves are so ridiculous. They are. They're so ridiculous. But these are all the ones that they showed in their like trailers. Mm-hmm. There's uh Como has Clangorus Soul Blaze. <laughs> like Clangorus <laughs> like Clangorus like, Soul Blaze. What's I, it's so funny to me because 
like I was what I don't know nine or ten or something when I started playing Pokemon games, and I, I will readily admit and and share that like I learned a lot of vocab by playing Pokemon. There's so yeah. many words that I I only know or or I knew first because mm-hmm. I played Pokemon, um, and a lot of that was like attacks and stuff like that. And so I learned a lot of of, of interesting vocab, but these <laughs> words are so ridiculous. <laughs> so Como has Clangorous Soul Blaze, Lycanroc has Splintered Storm Shards. Duskmane Necrozma has Searing Sunrays Smash, <laughs> which is uh, complemented by Dawn Wings Necrozma's Menacing Moonrays Maelstrom. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have 10-year-olds running around saying Maelstrom. It's great. <laughs> right? It's so ridiculous. They're so crazy. The like, I can't wait to... <laughs> Oh, yes, of course. And then, of, of course, the one that we just most recently learned about, which we actually saw in the very first trailer but just didn't have a name for, um, was Mimikyu's Let's Snuggle Forever. Best name <laughs> ever. It is. Snuggle it's- forever because I'm a ghost and I'll kill you and then you'll also be a ghost and we'll snuggle for oh. all eternity. I, I just want to say that move is terrifyingly awesome. <laughs> which like, is literally the way to describe everything Mimikyu is. Yeah, <laughs> Terrifyingly awesome. <laughs> I really wish you could actually alter the costume that your Mimikyu wears. That would be cool. Um, if they, Even if they just did like promo Mimikyus, that'd be fun. Yeah. Because I don't remember who it was. Somebody did an amazing piece of art that was just like 24 different Mimikyus wearing different Pokemon costumes. Nice. And I loved it so much. It might have even been more than that, but it was so cool. Nice. So I agree. So, uh, unfortunately, it does not look like we're getting any new Alolan Pokemon, which, I'm going to be honest with you, really, really sucks. Yeah. They could have done just a couple. Yeah, I'm, I'm really ticked about that. Like, I am excited beyond belief for these games, which is great because when they were first announced, I was just like, mm, okay. But like <laughs> the more the more the trailers came out, like every time something new was revealed, I'm like, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then like now that the review copies are out and we're starting to get leaks and stuff and to find out that there's like no new Alolan forms or anything like that, it's just a bummer. It's like, why introduce these if you're not going to, like build on it and i mean we are getting some other new stuff like the ultra beast so it 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 gets balanced out i suppose but i don't know there's just so much potential behind alolan forms and i hate that there's a good chance we probably won't even see this concept again because that's how pokemon works well that's the thing that i'm the most afraid of right i'm the most afraid especially because we didn't get new ones for these two games that we're never going to get regional forms ever again which to me is so stupid why introduce this this idea that's actually really, really cool? And I actually think I like probably better than Mega Evolutions by quite a bit. Yeah. And then just Same. do Same. nothing with it. <laughs> Such a disappointment. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully wherever we go next, we'll have something. Who knows? But not today. Yeah. I know there was a rumor floating around about an Alolan Oddish. But that seems to have that been... Would be fine. It's been, uh, I believe, uh, confirmed to be not true. Nah. Yeah, which really sucks. Um, but we do have new Ultra Beast, at least. So that's something to look for. We got Ultra Beast Assembly, a tower-looking thing, which is apparently rock and steel. 
that at least that typing matches up with the look of it. Mm-hmm. I, the jellyfish looking one I always thought was a water type, but it's not. It's rock poison and just always threw me for a loop. <laughs> Understandable. Um, Ultra B Burst, which is a lollipop looking thing. Thank you for the descriptions, Doug. <laughs> You're very welcome. Fire Ghost. I would have maybe figured that was maybe like a fairy type or something. I think it's also supposed same. to be like fireworks. I think that's why. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. And but then it it's like called the firework Pokemon, I think, in the Pokedex. So. And then yeah. you have Ultra Beast Adhesive, which doesn't look like uh, Elmer's glue at all. It's a dark <laughs> fairy looking thing, and it's only a poison type. <laughs> it's cute, but it looks mean. Yeah. If I hug it's it, after his name is UB Sticky, and I think that's great. Yeah. Sticky. Um, I know they all have names. I just didn't look at what they were. <laughs> uh, I, I know I know assemblies, and I love it so much. What is it called? It's great. Assemblies uh, Pokedex name is Stackataka. Stop. Are you serious? It's, it's so such good. a good name. Stackataka? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember the others because they were kind of weird, but Stackataka is such a fun name to say. I love it. Stackataka. So I just want to say... I really hope when we go into like the uh, Ultra Beast wormhole, I hope that actually happens a little bit sooner because I'll be honest with you guys, I really want a Kartana in the beginning of the game. Good luck. <laughs> I think Kartana is like the best looking Ultra Beast out of all of them. No offense to others, yeah, I think cool. others are cooler, but Kartana is my favorite. It's okay, you can have a favorite. You sure? <laughs> sure. Because it's not uh, Charizard, well, I'll think so about it. I might get offended. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the new Ultra Beast Charizard? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry, I'm right. surprised there isn't an Ultra Beast Pikachu. <laughs> oh, gosh. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, let's see here. What do you got here, Doug? Uh, new game features. I tried to put these things into some sort of category, and new game features is literally everything that just was everything else. <laughs> okay. So we got Pokemon Island Scan Returns with new Pokemon, which is awesome because I did enjoy Pokemon Island Scan in the first game because you could get the Johto Pokemon very early mm, yeah. if you knew what you were doing. I forgot um. it existed. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Brian was not a big I was. The, the, the couple times I did it was really cool. I got like a Totodile or something. It was neat. Uh, we got over 400 Pokemon in this game, which is amazing. Yeah, and it's over 100 Pokemon uh, added. Yes, I better still be able to catch a Magnemite early in the game. I feel like you will, right? I don't think they'd mess with that. Yeah, he better still be in the schoolyard. That's exactly where I got mine, I think. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, and this part here, I don't care about. So, Doug, you can talk about this one. Kyle's favorite part about the game that he has talked to me nonstop about via text <laughs> message. He even called me last night at like 2 a.m. saying like, hey, make sure you put this in. Because <laughs> he's so excited about it. It's no. the Powered Up Rotom decks. <laughs> Kyle's Yay! favorite. Favorite version of the Pokedex ever, the Rotom decks. I love Rotom decks. I don't care what you say. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have a problem with them. I'm somewhere oh, in the middle. I, I think. think. It's so annoying. In the game, well, it's in not the so game, bad. It's the anime. Oh. Yeah, in the game he'll be fine, and in the game he's getting some new cool stuff. 
Uh, he's getting the Roto Lotto, which is, just looks like a slot game, essentially. Um, but it gets you some interesting items, I guess, that can just... I don't know. It's just items. They, they boost stuff in battle, it looks like. Um, this is one thing that's interesting because it was really, really brief. And so, Brian, I, I hope you know maybe more about it. Kyle, I know you know everything about Rotom decks, so uh, maybe you can chime <laughs> in too. Um, it said Rotom has Z-Power, but it didn't say Rotom has a Z-Power. And then what it okay. showed was Rotom apparently like giving Z-Power to a Pokemon as a support so that it can use its Z-Power again in battle. So is this just like an ability that it has or an item that it has so that you can use a Z-Move twice per battle? Because that seems insane. From what I understand, yeah. I don't know to what extent it's going to work or how it's going to judge how friendly you are with the Rotom decks or whatever it decides to want to do. Um, but yeah. but yeah, basically, like Rotom has its own Z power because of its friendship with you, and it will give that Z power as support to the Pokemon that you have active, and this will allow you to use a second Z move. I don't know if it has to be that same Pokemon that used it or not. It wasn't really that specific. But it allows you to use a second Z move in game, and I mean that's that's huge for the actual it's game. Bonkers. That's not a feature that I suspect to come into play competitively, just because no. you don't have that ability. Like you couldn't use O powers in competitive play or anything like that. So I'm not expecting this to actually come into play competitively, but. It will be really interesting in game, uh, especially in stuff like like Battle Tree, and yeah. if it, if it even works in Battle Tree, but Elite Four matches and, and stuff like that. So it'll definitely oh, be yeah. be huge uh, in that regard. I'm just not 100 percent sure how it works, but I know it does let you use a second Z move, which is huge. So it's just kind of insane to think that you already, if you if you do it right, you can essentially use a Z move to cancel out one of your opponent's six. Uh, Pokemon, and to be able to do it twice is insane. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> so, wow. Something to be excited about, Kyle. More Rotom decks. <laughs> I'll, probably yeah. never, I'll probably never get the uh, Rotom deck Z move because I'm never going to be c- gonna become friends with it. <laughs> Just going to insult choice. it. <laughs> <laughs> you will be friends with it. Rotom Dex will snuggle with you forever. <laughs> you know, there's actually a Rotom Dex plush at GameStop. <laughs> and you definitely bought Kyle, it. Kyle, right? when when I get the the Japanese talking toy, I'll just record clips of it and send it to you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I love you. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take back my hug from Power Morphicon. Oh, <laughs> harsh, <laughs> rude. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Alola Photo Club, more kind of like Pokemon Snap, but not exactly. And I will spend too many hours doing it. I yes, can already tell. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> hey, Doug, I just beat the game. How far are you? Oh, I just got my starter. Well, I just took my 1300th uh, photo for the photo club. Yeah. My camera's maxed out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. 
Uh, I don't know that that even really matters all that much. It's just a thing you can do. It's cute. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. whatever for the most part. Uh, we got totem stickers and totem sized Pokemon, which I don't know. It, it's a cool concept. I'm, yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, meh. I, I'm really curious how that's going to end up working out. Uh, yeah. Like how substantially stronger the totem Pokemon are when you're using them. Uh, and to what extent you could get them? Like, are is it only are they only totem sized for a certain period of time? Or are they always totem sized? Or yeah, or what? Because it's, it's, it's very vague. It's confusing from a gameplay standpoint, but even like for me from a storytelling standpoint, I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you. It, it doesn't make sense story wise whatsoever. I don't get it. I mean, it's it, it'll be exciting for like battles and stuff to see what they can do and how they're different. But I don't. Un, I, it's it's a weird thing. <laughs> it's very weird. Mm. Unless they tie it to the wormhole, in which case everything makes sense. Mm. Um, let's see here. And then you got Island Challenge Returns plus Obviously. Mina's new trial. And for those who don't know who Mina is, she's the fairy painter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not like a slur or anything like that. She's literally the fairy type pokemon trainer who's also a painter and she kind of just hands you the fairy z crystal in sun and moon so and i think you can also battle her later on in like the after game and stuff yeah this time you have to earn it no ash ketchum stuff here yeah (laughs) and then you also get to meet the dragon trainer who was also in sun and moon if you uh became champion after a certain Time or something like that. Yeah, I forgot so. what that guy's name is. Uh, not, there, there you go. go. I was just gonna say not important, but yeah, there you go. That that should have been so <laughs> easy. <laughs> it, it, it really. I don't know why I didn't remember that. <laughs> um, and then I know this is Doug's favorite part, but it's also my favorite part, and probably <laughs> even is Brian's favorite part too. Mantine Surf. Yeah. In all caps. Yes. Old. Yes, seventy-two five. <laughs> yes, um, it looks so do fun though. Stuff. Like it does. I can't wait. As somebody who grew up on both Pokemon and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> to do so many flips. <laughs> you and me, brother. So <laughs> many flips. <laughs> I just hope that it's um. Like, I'm not expecting a lot from it because it's very much just, like, a cute little thing. I just hope it's not terrible. <laughs> like, as long as it's as long as it's fine, I'm going to be so entertained by it. Because <laughs> nice. I was thinking today as I was watching one of the videos, like, what if, like, what if, <laughs> I don't think they would put this out if this were the case. But, like, I can just see it being, like, strangely delicate where if you don't land properly you're just like constantly falling off of your mantine which would be the worst <laughs> thing <Yeah>. ever <laughs> and then a bruxious comes and eats you yeah. yes exactly or, or a sharpedo yeah <laughs> like the I, first time ever pokemon is game over <laughs> <laughs> like I, I love the fact that the obstacles in this game are, are like sharpedos and other <laughs> water-based pokemon that are just in your way mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great it's so great. I love it. I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah, it's really cool. 
Uh, let's see here. And then finally, we got the Battle Agency, where you get to meet trainers and use their Pokemon to battle. Um, the more you, I guess, more mingling means more Pokemon yes. to use. Yes. Yeah, you got to actually like talk to people and earn the Pokemon you get to use, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. This and is like a cool version of Battle me. Factory, and I love Battle Factory. It is. That yeah. was like the best one, and now they brought it back, <laughs> except like with a cool spin on it. I'm like, that's <laughs> neat. And then uh, finally, yes. the, this is basically almost taken straight from uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire legendary Pokemon beyond Ultra Wormhole. Uh, some Pokemon yes. require special conditions, and some are version exclusives. And I just so happen to have the list of legendary version exclusives right here on my phone. Bless you. Oh, my goodness. So, Ultra Sun, you can get Ho-Oh, Raikou, so I'm already set, Groudon, which actually makes sense because, you know, Groudon's kind of like the sunny day thing, sun. Uh, Latios, yeah. Dialga, Heatran, Reshiram, Tornadus, or Tornadus, Xerneas, Buzzwole, Cartana, Dustmane, Necrozma, and Ultra Beast Burst. It's interesting that Dialga is the one in that group because it seems like they put all the like ones that seem to be associated with like red or warmth or fire or whatever, mm-hmm. kind of like on one side, and I would have put Palkia there instead, but what do I know? Yeah, what do you know? Nothing. <laughs> so then Ultra Moon, you get the opposite of Lugia, Entei, Kyogre, Latias, Palkia, Regigigas, Zekrom, Thunderous, Yvetel, Lunala, um, Furomosa, Celestila, Dawn Wings, uh, Necrozma, and Ultra Beast Assembly. Uh, I do feel a little cheated because I don't care. I don't really consider Heatran to be a legendary, in my opinion. I think and it is, though, isn't it? Heatran's it is. really weird. He is, but he's he really weird. Seem like a legendary, and then Moon gets Regigigas. <laughs> Sorry. But I do like the fact they actually put uh, Lunala in the Ultra Moon stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. Um, you said Regigigas is one of the version exclusive ones? Yeah, for Moon. Yeah, that's Why... really weird. Okay, so the the special condition is just that you have to have certain Pokemon in your party in order to to encounter other stuff, right? So lot, yeah. you have to already have Entei and Raikou in your party in order to encounter Suicune. Yes. So why is Regigigas not one of those? Yeah, what it should be is that like... like a natural... One, Registeel is in the other, and then once you have both, you can get Regi-Ice, and then when you have all three, you can go off to Regigigas. Yeah, why not? That's weird. Yeah. Life, life weird, weird Pokemon. And then probably you uh, if you get Groudon and Kyogre together, then you can get your Rayquaza. Yep. Uh, Palk and Dialga, then you can get your Giratina. Yep. Um, Reshiram and Zekrom, then you can get your Kyurem. Uh, uh, yep. That's another thing. I kind of like Zekrom more than Reshiram, but that's just because Zekrom's uh, electric type. So. Uh, also because Zekrom is one of the coolest designed Pokemon literally ever. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Reshiram stands no chance. Sorry. <laughs> Design-wise. Yeah. So it's an interesting list. And again, this is just like a list I found online. So I don't know how accurate that is. Um, I mean, it's probably accurate, right? Yeah, I would assume at least 98% accurate. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to leave some room for error. Yeah. So... Uh, question of the episode, we asked uh, everyone up on Twitter, and I know Doug demanded people to answer <laughs> on Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for yes. uh, putting up with my bugging you. Yes. Uh, we asked, <laughs> uh, what are you most excited for in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? Now, Doug, you did a wonderful job of color coding this. Yeah, so you only need to know which color you have to read off. We can all read our color. Yes. <laughs> so um, who wants to be blue, who wants to be red, and who wants to be green? Uh, first game I played was blue, so I'm blue. Okay. <laughs> I'll be red, and then Brian can be the Japanese green. Yeah. Oh, why did I do what I just did? Green's cool. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's fine. It'll all be fine, everyone. Um, Lee Rob. Oh, on Twitter. I guess all of our responses are from Twitter. Um, yes. Lee Roberts at Pirate Monkey just simply said, in all caps, very emphatically, Rainbow Rocket. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, John at the H-list John said Team Rocket, which I think he also just meant Rainbow Rocket, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh at Talking Tanuki said Rocket and the Legendaries. Yes, the Legendaries. Scott at Digiranger1994 said, I don't know when I'm going to get my hands on the game. I'm excited for the story changes and the new moves Pokemon might be obtaining. Definitely will be obtaining. Yes, uh, Hopefully you get the game soon, my friend, so you can get that special uh, Rock Rock. Yes. Alex mm-hmm. at the Stormy Bob says, my body is ready for new Z moves. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> uh, Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam says, I'm looking forward to experiencing the different story elements and maybe new Alolan Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I've done a pretty good job of avoiding spoilers. Oh. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also the team Rainbow Rocket stuff sounds cool. It does. Uh, Jen Wen at uh, Mini Moon 13 2002 said, definitely new Pokemon. Right now I'm trying to get all the starter Pokemon and trying to train them. Nice. Of course I would get him. RJ at <laughs> Anime Redneck 96. <laughs> Ultra Super Mega Sun Lion and Night Bat. <laughs> ah, yes, the Ultra Super Mega Sun Lion and Night Bat, my favorite. It's <laughs> yeah. my favorite Pokemon. I love Ultra Super Mega Sun Lion. Uh, yes, I'm indicating yes. that. <laughs> uh, Ultra Jester at Lissandro says uh, simply Necrozma. If I expand on details, it'd be in spoiler territory, and we all know that's bad. <laughs> we appreciate it's it, although we probably know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke Yurley at Undead Number Nine says, "Since I haven't played Sun and Moon myself, I asked my brother, who's an aficionado of the games. He said Rainbow Rocket looks to be an awesome post game. I agree. How have you not played Sun and Moon? Uh, that's me, Doug. Agreeing. I agree. <laughs> uh, I also agree with Kyle. Luke, go play them. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, go play. <laughs> All right, do it." So, got that out of the way. We are now entering major spoiler territory for Pokemon the movie I Choose You. If you have not seen this movie yet, 
Well, you can't go see it right away. You have to wait till it airs on Disney XD. <laughs> so yep. pause yep. the podcast now and come back after you've seen the movie. Now, if you don't care about any of that, well, enjoy. Enjoy. Pokemon so, the movie. I choose you. Deep dive. <laughs> yeah. All right. So first off, I just want to say, Doug, you did an astounding job of these notes. Like, wow. Oh, thank hey, you. Hey, Doug. I didn't want to forget stuff. The, the thing that. with this movie is that it's not just like one straight through story. They Because it... Because it's like introducing the whole world of Pokemon. There's like all these little offshoots and stuff. And so I tried to remember as many of them as I could. I'm sure I forgot stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't want to forget the little things, you know? Yeah. You know? So movie starts off with a retelling of the first episode. Yeah. And they do a phenomenal job of Ash waking up and realizes that he's late again because he somehow still threw his uh, alarm clock, which, by the way, is no longer a Voltorb. It's now a Pokeball. Mm-hmm. Still had a Pidgey inside of it, though. Yes. Um, and so Ash goes running to Professor Oak. And No uh, no fanfare. No no, no. Gary or, or, or babes in the well, backseat of the car. Gary is in the movie. Yes. When Ash says he wants Squirtle as his first Pokemon, that's right, Ash chooses Squirtle first. <laughs> Never forget that, folks. Um, you won't let us. Nope. And <laughs> Gary says, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Professor Oak says, sorry, someone already took that, and they show a shot of Gary taking Squirtle, which is accurate because in the anime, Gary did take Squirtle, even though we don't ever find that out until the Johto League. Yeah, it's like a cool detail they get to fill in later, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Like, now we know and that, then, and so now they can just put that in. And then he says he wants the other two, and Professor Oak's like, sorry, those are taken as well. So I want to know who those trainers are. I want um, them. Like, Who are they? According to Bulbapedia, and I don't put a whole lot of stock into this, but apparently the female that chose Bulbasaur uh, yeah. was... Like designed after Marina, the uh, oh? the character that they used for Crystal in hmm. the okay. Raikou special. Okay. Okay. And people are saying that the guy that chose Charmander was based off Tierno. Really? I, I don't. Well, I mean, I did notice that he was like a like a little chubby character, but is that the reason why they chose? Well, that was that's what I was like, wondering. The th- like, one of the oh. three chubby characters in, in Pokemon. <laughs> I forgot to mention this. Uh, when we first see the Pokemon League battle happening between the Venusaur and the Blastoise, one of the trainers, I think, that owns the uh, Venusaur looks a lot like the female Pokemon trainer from the very first movie. Uh, both of them oh, are, actually. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that battle is good. I, d- I didn't even write that in. That whole first battle is really, really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The battles so, in general, uh, this entire movie is good. Like, the animation was freaking top-notch. Yes. So, yes. I have a question. Yeah. Professor How does Venusaur Oak... move that fast? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But back to uh, Professor Oak and whatnot. He knew yeah. four trainers were coming. Even if all four showed up at the same time, he still only had three Pokemon. I don't know. Look, he's not that bright. <laughs> He's a professor. <laughs> yeah, he's the professor of like a tiny like podunk town. So, yeah. 
anyways, though, at least he still had the Pikachu, and obviously yes. Pikachu does not like Ash, so no surprise there. I love that Pikachu was just running around the lab mm-hmm. like a mouse. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wasn't contained in a little box. <laughs> He's just, like, running around. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's good. Uh, so Ash goes off onto his journey, and uh, unfortunately, the whole town's not there to see him off like last time. Nope. His mom just comes in Nobody with his under- underwear. <laughs> yep. yeah. uh, Ash who? I don't know. And, of course, he's still carrying Pikachu around on the leash because Pikachu doesn't want to go in the Pokeball. Yeah, this is where it gets, like, the most scene for scene, mm-hmm. is this, like, dragging him along the sidewalk. Yes. There's even, like, word-for-word lines from the well, episode. They do skip the whole, oh, is Pikachu the only thing you can say? <laughs> Thankfully. Yes. Well, spoiler alert, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get there. Pikachu pulled a Groot. So uh, we see Ash trying to attempt to catch a Pidgey. And he tries to throw a rock at the Pidgey because Pikachu doesn't want to fight. Mm-hmm. And he somehow misses and it hits a Spearow instead. Yes. And here's nice the shot. thing that I loved about this scene that I didn't love about the original episode and didn't even know I didn't love. So in watching the way that the movie handles the Spearow attack versus the way the show handles the Spearow attack... I think the movie did such an like such a better job because what happens in the show is Ash hits a Spearow on the head with a rock, and then the Spearow um, like go after Pikachu, pretty much. Like, and there's not a whole lot in between there, right? In the movie, Ash like falls over or ducks or something like that, and so when Spearow looks up, it looks at Pikachu, and Pikachu's laughing. So the Spearow thinks that Pikachu's the one who threw a rock at it. So mm. that's why the Spearow ends up so fixated mm-hmm. Pikachu. Pikachu. And I thought that was such a like great little tiny detail that entangles Ash and Pikachu in a way that the show didn't quite do as well. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so good. I was like, oh my gosh, it's such a teeny tiny thing. And that's what the movie does so well is it it changes these teeny tiny things that just make the storytelling from the original series like better. Yeah. Oh, I I love that so much. You have the part where like Ash falls into the water and like a Gyarados swims right by. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The only thing really different was the fact that Misty wasn't there to catch him on her fishing line. Yeah, which I appreciated. (laughs) And... You know, uh, we all know how this kind of goes. Pikachu uses its mega, super awesome thunderbolt on the Spearow, and it's ten thousand volt lightning bolt or whatever. <laughs> yes, and then uh, the the rain stops, the thunder goes away, and then there's a rainbow, and Ho Oh appears, and then a rainbow wing falls down, and Ash. Uh, takes the rainbow wing and then the Pokemon theme song starts playing and during the theme song you kind of get a brief little thing you see Ash capturing the Caterpie which I thought was just awesome looking to watch yeah Yeah, I like that and then they get to the one thing that annoys me the most about this movie Oh, right after the theme song you see Ash battling Erica 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, one, we all know Ash just had to run to a burning building and he got the badge. That's not the most annoying part. The fact that he actually battled Erica was kind of nice. No, that's great. She then asks Ash, how many badges does this make? And he goes, this makes it my third badge. Oh. Why do you say this is your third badge? Ryan, why? It does not affect the story. Why are you asking me? (laughs) Because you know all the things. (laughs) This does not affect the story at all, whether he said three or four. If you had just said this is your fourth badge, I would have just gone straight over it, not thought about it at all. Well, it's weird because there are things... There are things that they could throw in that are like little throwaway lines that poke like Pokemon fans would get, right? Like in the game, you can do two of the badges out of quote out of order, right? Like you can, I think it's Koga and Sabrina, right? You can do those in whichever order you want. So if they had thrown in a line that acknowledged that, that would be cool. But this doesn't make any sense. Why did they do that? I don't know. Like, we know that in in the real-life world of Pokemon, again, in quotes, you would be able to do the gyms in whatever order you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could just do that. I think that's been sort of like the accepted headcanon for yes. forever. If you grow up in, you know, on Cinnabar Island, you're going to start there, and they're just going to adjust their battle or whatever. But, like... Mm-hmm. Why, why did they do this? Oh, it's so annoying. Yes. I don't understand it. Hold on. I, I got an idea. Okay. Ooh. I'm, I'm checking it real quick. I told you you knew all the things. <laughs> um, oh. New image. Please and thank you. This is about to be super deep. I'm really excited. This will load. Brian, the anticipation is killing me. <laughs> this will load fast. <laughs> I'll get right back to you. Well, as it's loading, like, what did you think of the retelling of the first part, Brian? Um, like, I, since the first part is literally just a retelling, did right. you like that, or was it? Uh, I I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, and it definitely moved very fast, but I mean, it wasn't meant to to be a long lasting thing in the movie. It was just sort of it was it was kind of weird from a certain perspective too. Because I mean, I've watched the show since it began airing, mm-hmm. uh, way back when, mm-hmm. and so to see to kind of see a retelling was was kind of strange. I think, yeah, <laughs> uh, to to yeah. to definitely say the least. Uh, but I agree with what you said about the the Spiro scene. Um, just everything about that scene in general was so much better done between the amount of Spiro there was oh, uh, compared to the original. They don't use the, a ton of CGI, of, but that yeah. was a good use of CGI. Oh, yeah. And like you said, the means of their attack and everything like that. It, it was just a lot better orchestrated. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so, yeah, it was not my favorite part of the movie, but I didn't really have any problems with it. And I thought it did a good job of what it was. The uh, new version of the original theme was really nice. I want it. Oh, yeah. I want it on my phone. It's not <laughs> available anywhere. So like, there won't even be an opportunity of getting this thing until it airs on TV and someone rips it. But yep. yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, looking at like a map of Kanto, obviously he starts in Pallet Town. Uh-huh. Goes to Viridian. The gym's closed in Viridian. 
Right. He yeah. goes up yeah. to Pewter, fights Brock, gets a badge. Goes to Cerulean, fights Misty, gets a badge. Yeah. Goes down to Saffron. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Pretending, pretending all the routes aren't closed off like they are in the video games. That makes oh. you go from Cerulean to uh, to Vermilion. Yeah. Um. So if if you go into Cerulean, then you go down. You hit Saffron. Now let's just say there was a circumstance where he couldn't fight Sabrina yet. So then yeah. he goes over to Celadon, and it's his third badge. Brian, okay. this is why I asked you. There you go. <laughs> You've cracked the code. Headcanon accepted. It's a bunch of hypotheticals, but I'll, I'm on board. Yeah, but this is what Pokemon wants, the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe uh, there is no gym in Saffron City in this universe. Oh my gosh. Wait, the fighting gym is the gym in Saffron City. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, so next part, um, we see Ash having a conversation with his mom in the Pokemon Center. And this is like the most stereotypical teenager mom, why haven't you called me in a while conversation. <laughs> yes, it's so good. Where Mom. He's like, I, I don't even want to talk to you anymore if you're just going to be like this type conversation. And I'm just <laughs> like, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, is that what you called for? I'm hanging up. I'm gonna <laughs> hang up. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, see, and then you hear a uh, trainer comes in with a Vaporeon, and you find out that Vaporeon, the tiniest Vaporeon ever, by the way. Yeah, got crushed. It was like the size of an Eevee. It was teeny. Yeah. Anyway, and it got crushed by an Entei, and that just yep. made the whole Pokemon Center go, "Wait, what?" Um, Entei! Oh my god! And then we also... <laughs> it's like us in real life with Pokemon Go. <laughs> yes. that, that's, what, that's what I said. That's because I was watching it with uh, with Kat and uh, two of my friends and stuff. So, <laughs> so uh, like, I leaned over. I was like, dude, there's a raid going on. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. what it looked like. Um, although we do see uh, Verity, she uh, the one of the new trainers. Mm-hmm. She's getting her Pokemon healed, and she gets her Piplup back. And then she... Uh, sees a sign, a uh, wanted poster, of the lovable trio of Team Rocket. Oh, that's right. They're in this movie. Yes. Um, Were they, though? <laughs> <laughs> I just want... Uh, this is the only time I'll probably just bring up Team Rocket. Just yeah, because. we don't need to bring them up again. But they served absolutely no per. Well, no. They served one purpose, and it was to make me feel better after a very sad scene. Well... Well, yes. But what's weird is Kyle and I were talking off air last week about this. I don't know why Team Rocket was in the movie, except the only conclusion I can really draw is that they were there for people who had watched the original series and then never watched again because people were laughing in my theater at Team Rocket. And I was like, what are you laughing about? They're not doing anything. Yeah, they served little, like, they, they, Ash never, they were nostalgia only. Yeah, Yeah, they were like pure nostalgia. Nope. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like I feel they were there simply because the people doing the movie like wrote the movie. They're like, "Hey, here's our movie. It's a celebration. It's a reboot. Blah blah blah." And like the Pokemon company like looked at the script and said, "Team Rocket's not in this." And they're like, <laughs> uh, "Well, actually, we didn't really need him for this movie, and since it's a reboot, we just kind of figured it. No, no, no. They need to be in this movie. Yeah, we put Team right? Rocket in this movie." Right yeah, now, where's and so they, yeah. 
They I threw him in like four random five second scenes and called it a day. It's like, hey, here's yeah. your Team Rocket. There I you wonder go. if that had anything to do with the fact that when they released a trailer and they saw that Brock and Misty weren't in it and the fans were like, uh, this isn't what we want or something like that. Uh, yeah, fans. I hate fans. Sorry. Exactly. Fans are the worst. <laughs> no, no, no. Fans are the great. Casual fans are the worst. Casual fans keep us alive, though. We can't, we can't attack the casual fans. I know, <laughs> I know. But anyway, so Team Rocket, they're there, sort of. Yeah, they show up. Um, Ash encounters the Entei and tries to battle it. And Entei, I guess, uh, kind of senses something about Ash. Maybe it's just something. Yeah, he just like creepily appears right behind him. It's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> but then, uh, seriously, Verity and uh, Sorrel. Sorrel. Yeah. It, it's been like a week since I've seen the movie, so yeah, Sorrel. Um, so these two uh, show up. Uh, Verity has her Piplup, and Sorrel has a uh, Lucario. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, Sinnoh Pokemon in this movie, like, have a huge part in this. Where's my Diamond and Pearl remakes? Yeah, it's interesting that both of his new companions are from Sinnoh. Yeah, like they're... it's it's also interesting that the next TCG set is, despite being called Ultra Prism and being about a bunch of stuff in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, is supposedly focused very heavily on the Sinnoh region. <laughs> Weird. So what? here's here's my question for you, Brian, because I asked Kyle this question. I think I don't know if we were on air or not on air, but are is all of this Sinnoh focused stuff to make up for not having? Sinnoh remakes or is it leading into Sinnoh remakes like what do you think um because I could see it going either way right I could like well we're not gonna do a remake so we're just gonna give you a ton of Sinnoh stuff I could definitely see either way um personally I want to think that it's leading into Sinnoh remakes as the first switch game but that's a topic for a different day um, I'm snapping agreement. That's what I want. That's what I want. Because uh, I, I don't think we're ready for Gen 8. Um, nope. I think it's too soon. No. Yeah. And I would, oh, God, I love Sinnoh so much. I would love a Diamond Pro remake as the first Switch game. Like, just ease I into just the Switch, it. make it, refine it, and then Gen 8 as the next games after that, when you know how to build a game on the Switch, you know what you want to do. After doing the Sinnoh remakes, boom, there's Gen 8. It's great. It's cool. We love it. I just uh, need so it because I need a my new perspective on Gen 4. Yeah. But, but here's here's what the worst... This is sort of a tangent. Here's what the worst thing that could happen is, right? One of my biggest beefs with Gen 4 was that it was the first one on DS, and I felt like it didn't take advantage of the DS. Mm-hmm. The worst thing in the world would be if they remake Sinnoh on the Switch and they don't take advantage of the Switch. <laughs> I'd be like, why are you doing this to me? That'd be terrible. I don't know how you um, couldn't take advantage of the Switch. Yeah. It's a completely, entirely different console. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow... <laughs> like the, the, the only way you wouldn't make use of the Switch is if you like made it like a 2D game or something again, instead of making it like a breathtaking <laughs> a 2D, 3D game. experience. <laughs> and instead of having screens on top of one another, they're just next to each they're other. Side it's side. the exact same screens. <laughs> exact same game, even. So terrible. Nice. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I think that's what it's going <laughs> to hopefully lead up to. I don't know why they're doing it now instead of later on next year when it would actually be closer to that game being a reality, but I 
I don't know. There, there was there was talks that possibly Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon was supposed to be mm-hmm. Sinnoh remakes before it was Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and so all this Sinnoh stuff between the cards and Pokemon the, uh, and the movies yeah. and and Pokemon and all that was was a we're doing Sinnoh next, and then they're like, what? Nope, nope, we're doing a Lola again. We need more Lola, <laughs> and so so I, I'm not really sure. Which I believe or what I believe, but I, I think I think we're getting Sinnoh on Switch, but that's yeah. just me. Well, I like Verity and Sinnoh. Like I thought they were cool characters, so I'm fine with I, a little bit of Sinnoh. I'm sure we'll talk about this eventually, but I would love more movies in this universe. But we'll get to that. Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I agree. yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, meets the compa- uh, He meets his new companions. Uh, they're both from Sinnoh. Um, and pretty much Entei just wipes the floor with them. Yes. Uh, after Entei leaves, uh, and then Sorrel, I think he goes after Entei, and then uh, Verity and Ash. They battle. I think they, end up, they try to have a battle other. together, but then like the Piplup ends up attacking the Onyx that's right there in the background, and this super huge Onyx starts chasing them. Yep. Always super huge, <laughs> but then Ashley like, Onyx are thirty feet on average. Everybody, I just want you to remember this: Onyx is thirty feet on average. <laughs> so not in the anime. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't get it. That hole alone was like fifteen feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, okay. So then Ash uh, jumps off the Onyx because they ended up on top of it, and then he tries and stop it from. Attacking him, Piplup uses like it's a twister, whirlwind, move, whirlpool. There we go, whirlpool. Whirlpool. Uh, useless HM in Gen 2. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> what? And then uh, as they are walking about after the whole Onyx scene, Ash uh, sees a Charmander sitting on a rock, waiting. In the rain. In the rain. Yes, that's an important part. So. <laughs> Ash tries to take the Charmander, but Charmander doesn't want to go, blah, blah, blah. Um, its tail flame starts going out, so then they have to start trying to carry it somewhere, but then they see another trainer, um, Cross, yes. who has a uh, Lycanroc, the uh, nighttime form. Yeah. And I thought that was great. And the way that they did this character being the jerk who abandons the Charmander, I thought was perfect. Yeah, so good the way they wove that into the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Charmander's like, I want to be with you. And he's like, no, you're weak, so back off. Yeah, Cross is a jerk, as mm-hmm. you would expect. Yes. Yep. So then, you know, eventually Ash is like, you can come with me and we'll be best friends. And Charmander's like, okay. Yeah. So I'm just assuming, folks, Charmanders don't speak. <laughs> Pikachu's do, but Charmander's yeah. don't. Yes, of course, did I? Aside from just like adding Cross, like, did were you expecting this to be? I don't know if you guys knew this was going to be part of the movie, but like, did you know this was going to be part of the movie that they were going to retell this portion? Yes, okay, uh, there was a part know. in the trailer that shows the Charmander on the rock. Oh, okay, gotcha. But obviously, um. Ash takes the Charmander into a cave first before he actually takes it home or captures it. 
Um, and then they meet uh, Sorrel again, where they uh, camp out for the night. And I thought this was really cool that, you know, they're like, hey, uh, Lucario, Piplup, go into your Pokeballs. And they're like, aren't you going to put Pikachu in his Pokeball? And it's like, yeah, Pikachu doesn't like his Pokeball. And then Lucario and Piplup are like, oh, that's an option, and just leave their Pokeball. <laughs> because they can hear through their Pokeball. <laughs> yes. So well, no, that was like, the thing. Let's, yep. let's, let's cuddle. Well, if you take yeah. the Pokemon Adventures manga into account, they can see through the Pokeballs. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> yes. Read the manga. Terrible existence. It's true. Yep. So, um, and then you find out about the Legend of Ho-Oh, who chooses a destined trainer to battle. And uh, while The Marshall Rainbow watches, Hero. Yes, the Rainbow <laughs> Hero. And then Entei also reappears into the uh, cave, uh, taking care of a few uh, Pokemon uh, during the storm. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. Bunch of little guys. Yeah. Just protecting the little guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do the next part, Doug? Sure. Uh, so then uh, this is where we actually get like a couple things that just sort of like establish the world. When I was talking to Kyle about this, I don't, I was saying it was cool that, that somebody who's never really watched Pokemon could watch this movie and kind of just get a gist of like everything Pokemon is. So we see that Caterpie ends up battling a pincer and evolves into Metapod, which is cool because it's clearly inspired by the, the anime, but they do it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, for a second, I thought that he was actually going to like catch a pincer, a pincer in this version, which would have been crazy. Um, but this is kind of where we see the beginning of the, the Caterpie storyline, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. I don't know if the if the movie needed that storyline so much as it just was like a way to – no, it, def- it didn't really affect much at all. But it was definitely one of those things they threw in to like, I guess, teach about Pokemon. I don't know. It was weird. It was cool to see, but it, they could have completely cut it out actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys thought the same thing or not, but – yeah, one hundred one hundred ten percent. I lived through Bye Bye Batter Free once. I lived through a sped up version in Unifa, I think is when they did that. Yeah. And yeah. now I went through an even quicker version. So Yeah, it just I don't I'm not entirely sure why they put it in there. It, it I wonder if it was just somebody's like demand. Like I'll work on this movie if you put in the pink butterfree. You know? <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh no, we need the we need the CGI. And they had guy. an opportunity to make it just a shiny butterfree. Uh huh. But no, they continued with the pink butterfree. At least they did make it. At least they did make it the female version with the black dots. True. Yeah. So at least they did do that. Yeah. Um, True. So we see Charmander. Oh, sorry, Doug. This is your section. My bad. No, you're fine. I mean, it's it's all there. So, um, Char- I don't remember who Charmander battles, but he evolves in a, like in the I middle think. of. The- oh, that's right. It's a Jigglypuff because he's battling like this like punk girl with a Jigglypuff, <laughs> which I thought was fun. <laughs> so it battles a Jigglypuff and evolves mid-battle, which is carried over from the anime as well. Stuff mm-hmm. evolving mid-battle. <laughs> um, and then well, the more... Charmander evolved uh, after he just uh, scorched all those uh, executors. Well, I just mean like that Pokemon can uh, evolve in the middle of a battle in, gotcha. the, in the show. Gotcha. I got what you're saying. Um, and then we, we get our uh, our second uh, legendary beast here with uh, Suicune. So Verity, like, I don't I don't know if she just can't sleep or what, but she she's 
awake when everyone else is asleep. She goes and like hangs out by like a little river or a lake or something and sees Suicune. Um, and that was fine. I thought, I don't know. What did you guys think of that? Um, it kind of reminds me of back in the diamond and pearl series when Ash, Brock and Dawn all got to see the Lake guardians in some way or form. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fine. I don't know. Yeah. Fine. Um, fine is an apt word for it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was there and I'm a fan of Suicune and it was just there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you really uh, but I want, think that. Uh, huh? I was just going to say, if you really want to see more Suicune, just go watch uh, Pokemon Forever. Yeah, it's it's weird because this is this movie really does serve a different purpose, I think, than a lot of the other movies in that they're just like there's so many offshoot little things, mm-hmm. and I I like it the first like I liked it as I was watching it. I don't know how much I'm going to like those little offshoot things on a rewatch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're cool little things when you're watching it for the first time. Um but I don't know. It'll be interesting. Somebody'll have to cut like a version of the movie that's just the actual story and it'll be like 20 minutes long. Hmm. Yeah. Um and then so, uh we see what's up? No, nope, no, nope, you're good. Then we see Ash Battle Cross again. So this is the first time we realize like Cross isn't going away. Mm-hmm. Um what did you guys think of this battle with Cross? It's uh, Charmeleon and Incineroar. Which I thought was a great Brian, did you like, like Alola stuff in the movie? I did, but like that was just from a, a perspective in which like this is kind of like Gen 1 if Gen 1 happened while the whole Pokemon universe was known about and open. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because like, I don't really like the concept of like, this region has this Pokemon, this region has this Pokemon. Like, Pokemon travel and people travel. Yeah. So, to to have, like, a Gen 1 atmosphere in which we have Sinnoh Pokemon and we have Alola Pokemon is is perfectly fine to me. Like, Cross could be from Alola. and I think he must be, because I don't know if there were ever any Pokemon from, quote, outside of the Kanto region that weren't attached to a trainer. Were there? Um, like you, you could almost assume where trainers were from based on the Pokemon they brought with them. I think you're correct. I'm not 100, percent but I think you're correct. It was like a smart way to balance it, right? Because yeah. like then you got to see different Pokemon from different regions, but you didn't have people complaining that like that Pokemon doesn't belong, which is mm-hmm. right. silly. But somebody would have done it, so yeah. Um, and then Ash gets whooped and learns a lesson. Yeah. So, well, you know. It takes me a while to learn that lesson because he, I'm going to just yes. admit, Ash said some hurtful things. What Ash a was jerk. a butthole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know, he's like, you know, Charmander should or Charmeleon should have won. Um, Pikachu like would have won that battle. Yeah, Pikachu would have won that battle. And overhears him. And then, and then when Pikachu is like, you know, tries to chase after Ash and He's like, oh, you're on the side of them or whatever. I knew I should have like picked Squirtle or whatever. And I mean, that's true. You should have picked Squirtle, but you don't <laughs> say that to Pikachu. <laughs> this is interesting because this all happens because Marshadow, basically just because Marshadow. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash has this weird vision of like a Pokemonless world. But if I'm like, I kind of thought it was confusing. Like, I, I thought Marshadow in general was a little confusing. 
Yeah. Like it was super confusing. Was a, like a referee to a battle, but he also it's, it's weird because he regulates, but then he also kind of creates chaos. Like what is what why is Marshadow possessing Ash? I don't get that. I I feel like it was just some big test thing. Like okay. trying to infect Ash with these negative thoughts to see if his love and bond of his Pokemon would prevail over the jerkness that yeah. Marshadow did to him. I, I, that, that was how I interpreted it. I mean, but I can buy that. Marshadow's entire thing was weird. It was yeah. Marshadow seemed unfocused. Like his yes. like the purpose of Marshadow in the movie seemed really kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Very very yes. now. What was up with uh, them doing the cliche anime above the school <laughs> chain link fence? <laughs> Thing because like every anime I've ever watched usually does it. Yeah. Show. Hashtag Japan. Yeah, they had Japan. to make it as normal as possible. And what's more normal than standing on a rooftop with a chain link fence? Yeah, like I was like, really, guys, we're we're doing okay. We're doing this. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then you know, Pikachu kind of helps Ash get uh, out of it. And uh, yeah, he can't forget Pikachu. Yeah. So. And then I think uh, the next thing that happens is, uh, you know, they're attacked by wild primates, which I thought was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so weird. I wish one of the primates would have actually stolen Ash's hat. That would have been fun. Missed nod. <laughs> but then, you know, like, send off Metapod. And it's like, oh, okay. And then he evolves into Butterfree. And he uses sleep powder. How convenient. Yeah. So this weird. was one of those things, like, it's a... It's a scene that I liked, but also a scene that wouldn't have existed if Caterpie's storyline didn't exist. Yeah. So it's like weird because I enjoyed the scene, but didn't need the scene. The thing is, Caterpie was Ash's first Pokemon. You kind of have to put it in because it was the first Pokemon he ever caught. Well, have catching it, I think, is fine. Yeah. But. I mean, well, I he also didn't they, they didn't need to do the whole Bye Bye Butterfree thing within the movie. It's... Yeah. Yeah, my yeah. whole thing. Like he could catch the butterfree, have the butterfree, but there was no real reason we needed to do the oh butterfree. Bye, I love you. You're my best friend. Yeah. It's like butter oh. butterfree and like Caterpie all together was like on screen for like maybe a minute or two. Yeah, it's like, like a. Set, it's one of those things that I on a rewatch I'm just not going to care much about. I was very interested in it the first time because I was interested to see how they would retell it. But I think there's a lot of things like that where I'm interested in how they're retelling it, and then I I don't know that I'm gonna enjoy it again. Yeah, <laughs> we'll okay. see. So we skipped a part, and I don't okay. know if you did this on purpose, Doug, but I'm going back to it because the Uh-oh. emotions need to be uh, shared. Okay. So, uh, uh, what's uh, Sorrel? It explains that you know, uh, yes, all Pokemon do come back, but sometimes they oh, don't. Oh, 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 I how did I forget this? <laughs> and he explains that uh, one, uh, whenever his parents were away, his family had a uh, luxury, and it would always look after him. Well, one day he went out exploring in the snow, and I'm assuming he's probably uh, from uh, close to Snow Point City. It's just an assumption, folks. And so uh, he gets lost. The luxury finds him. And then kind of just stays with him as, and keeps him warm till the next day. And already I'm freaking out <laughs> watching this scene because, one, I love Lugtrays. I think yep. they're super awesome. But then when 
the next scene shows and you just see part of the luxury all iced over and I'm like, oh my God, no, no, no. Tears did come out of my eyes and you can ask my wife. She, she'll tell you <laughs> that I, I don't, it takes a lot for me to cry because uh, one, I have no heart, but <laughs> this, this made me cry. And I was like, no, no, no. And you just see the frozen dead luxury. And I'm like, how could you people do this? <laughs> okay. As somebody who hasn't seen all the movies and hasn't seen all the anime, is this like the rudest thing they've ever done? Like I was so, I was like, how rude of you to do this. I wasn't expecting you to just kill things for real, for real. <laughs> like, like um, I know that I know that like things like Ash has died, but like Ash doesn't really die, you know, like th- have they ever it's just as crazy they <laughs> have I'm so astonished that they legitimately legitimately had a Pokemon just like die on screen. <laughs> they have had one die in Sun and Moon <sighs> um Brian, you probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Why are you oh, no. reminding me of these things? <laughs> like, why are they suddenly just like, yeah, we're gonna just acknowledge that Pokemon like die for real? <laughs> like, we were fine for twenty years, not, <laughs> yeah, not not talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, so. Anyways, I, I had to bring that up because you know, uh, yeah, it's yeah. more emotional in the movie. It's rough, but then dude. Afterward, like right afterwards, they do the whole Butterfree thing, and is it sad that he's giving up his Butterfree? Yes, but at the same time, I was also kind of like, okay, I've seen this before. It's not nearly as sad as what I remember it being. Well, because we've seen it a bunch of times already. Exactly. So it wasn't so bad. Yeah. But so then, um, they, uh find out uh at some point during the movie they know where they have to go uh to the mountains which i'm just gonna say right now the mountains are somewhere smack dab in the middle of kanto and johto uh it's probably like right there near uh mount silver yeah makes sense and uh they encounter a raikou the very first movie raikou which is awesome (laughs) unless of course you count the uh opening sequences of some of the movies where they show all the legendaries which i don't so and what does that Pokemon do in this movie, Kyle? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, hey, yep. I got a... Hey, Raikou gets a mini-series uh, about itself, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get like a whole mini-series. Okay. <laughs> um, so yep. then, let's see here. Now we get to the Rainbow Flower. They're almost there. This is the home stretch. Yes. They see it. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was called, a... right? The rainbow flower. Is that? I believe so. I, I think that's, that's what, what it was called. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I wrote yeah. that because I thought that's what it was. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Okay. Good. 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 So they encounter uh, this character named Bonji. Bonji. Whatever. Who has animal. a very nice hat, by the way. <laughs> if anyone else noticed his hat. Yes. It's a good um, hat. It's the original. It's the original red designed hat, which I thought was perfectly placed. Um, yeah. He has been studying Ho-Oh for some time and uh, shows them the way with the rainbow flower. And as Ash is about ready to put the rainbow wing with the flower, 
Cross shows up again, of course, and he explains. Friggin' he Cross. Him. Yes, he explains that he saw Ho Oh, but he wasn't chosen. Boo hoo, Cross! Get over it. Who cares? Go home. So then yeah, Ash go and, home, Cross. Yeah. So Ash and Cross battle again. His uh, Charmeleon evolves into Charizard and defeats the Incineroar. But then Cross has to be well Cross and steals the Rainbow Wing. Friggin' Cross, man. Climbs up the flower, puts it up there, and then Marshadow shows up and possesses a bunch of Pokemon, including a Magnemite. So, okay, this is what's really confusing to me. They said that Marshadow is trying to separate Pokemon from their humans, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, wh- how does that reconcile at all with him being the referee of a battle between a human and a Pokemon. I just don't get it. Marshadow, what are you? Like, I I think here the whole thing was Cross took the wing and tried to activate the flower. And Marshadow's like, whoa, hold on. You're not pure of heart. You're kind of a dick. Uh, <laughs> no, you're yeah. done. And so he took over all the Pokemon to try to stop Cross. But Marshadow don't like, he, he don't care. Marshadow yeah. don't care. He's like a honey badger. <laughs> and he he just he started attacking everybody. He was like, No, oh. you're all done. He was probably yeah. also like, Ash, how could you let this guy steal the rainbow wing? Yeah, it's possible that Marshadow just kind of like sees them all together, it happens, and then just holds them all responsible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh epic battle goes on. Um uh Cross actually manages to get his lichen rock to go back to being normal. Like at, uh, Cross actually seems to actually care for his lichen rock. Yeah, and cool. we were like cheated out of a flashback scene. This is a yeah, flashback scene so, I actually would have wanted. So I don't know what happened to Team Rocket. I know I said I wouldn't bring him up again, but they <laughs> How dare you? they were climbing up the mountain. But then that was kind of it. But I did notice that there was Arbok and Weezing right there that were <laughs> that were some of the possessed Pokemon. So I thought that was a nice little nod to that's their fun. Pokemon. Yeah, that's cool. This this battle also had like my favorite scene in the entire movie. Magmite. Tell us about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like it sounds gruesome at first, but hear hear me out. Okay. It, it's the part where the the possessed Arbok attacks Charizard, mm-hmm. and so he he oh, coils yeah. around Charizard's neck and starts choking him. I'm like, oh crap, this is gruesome. And then Ash and Marshadow start battling, and then it cuts back to Charizard getting strangled by Arbok, mm-hmm. but Charizard's just staring at Ash, like, wide-eyed and his jaw dropped, like, oh, Ash was so cool. Like, he can <laughs> that he's getting choked to death by this Arbok. He just doesn't care. Arbok might as well be a boa at this point. Like, it's great. Like, Charizard just doesn't care. At all. Funny. Go, Charizard. <laughs> You own that. That was brutal. (laughs) Like, it looks so brutal, and then you cut to him, and Charizard just doesn't care. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I guess you accepted your fate. Okay. Yeah. I do remember thinking about that, being like, oh my gosh, like that Arbok is straight up just like killing Charizard. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Charizard doesn't care. Whatever. I got a a badass trainer. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's a point, too, at which, like, uh, that I thought this was kind of neat where Charizard ends up saving Cross. And I don't remember how it happens or what it is specifically that 
like the circumstances of it, but it was it was just like a little thing where Charizard saves Cross, and then was it Verity or something that says like Cross, like Charizard never forgot that you were its trainer. Of course, it's going to protect you, mm-hmm. and uh, that was kind of a cool moment. Yeah, I don't know, not really su- super significant, but I thought it was neat. But then now we get to the part where I, I think they just lost ideas. <laughs> and they, this is where it just gets really weird. Yeah. So all the possessed Pokemon start firing at Ash and Pikachu, and Ash is like, "Pikachu, you need to get into your Pokeball. It'll be safer." And then they attack again, and then you know, like they're on the ground, and Ash is like, "Why won't you get into the Pokeball?" Now I'm just gonna say, Ash hallucinated this part and did not. This part did not actually happen because <laughs> I refuse to believe this actually happened. I agree with you. Pikachu pulled a Groot and (laughs) said something completely different. Yeah. And it was just, and Pikachu was just like, because, uh, you know, I don't want to be away from you. Um, You know, you're my best friend. Something like that. I think he says it's because I want to always be with you or something like that. Yeah. Because I remember being like, oh, what a cringy line. <laughs> yeah. It sounded bad, too. Yeah. Like, I, it sounded really bad. And then at oh, the last that's second. That's favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, at the last second, Pikachu gets into its Pokeball, which is another thing I found to be uh, uh, just weird. Because that's never happened. And so. Yeah. Pikachu. Uh, and then when Pikachu comes out of the Pokeball, Ash's hat is floating down, and it lands on Pikachu's head. And I'm like, oh, hey, look, there's the promo card right there. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. And, yeah. And that's how they all tie it together. <laughs> and then you see Ash's body kind of has just been, like, disintegrated or whatever. Or, like, Ash is dead again. Here. Yes, Ash He's has died guys. again. Or never say die. Ash has been destroyed. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ash blacked out. <laughs> yeah, he was just being teleported to the Pokemon yeah, Center, that's right? Fine. That's what yeah. happened. That's what happened. Um, and then, you mm-hmm. know, through the power of friendship, they get reunited again. Yeah, it's it's fine. We've seen this in a movie before. <laughs> yeah, and then Ho Ho finally shows up, and. Ash and Ho-Oh have a battle, although we don't see the outcome of it. Although I did love the fact that when they go to the Pokemon Center and <laughs> Ash is like, can you heal my Pikachu? And she's like, sure. Who are we battling today? He goes, Ho-Oh. She goes, oh, that's Uh-oh. nice. That's nice. And she goes, wait, what? <laughs> but then there's like a tiny... Yeah, exactly. There's a moment of realization like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I just feel like this Nurse Joy, for some reason, like she just happens to exist in this space that's like constantly... Like embattled with uh, Mm -hmm. like legendary Pokemon, and so she never knows whether kids are telling her the truth or like lying to her. So she's just like, "What? (laughs) You you battle what?" (laughs) So I'm just gonna assume this is a completely different Pokemon Center from the one that we saw in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, probably. I mean, the time it took Ash to get from there to Ho Oh to then go all the way back to that one Pokemon Center seems a little ridiculous. But I understand they don't really mention anything of it because then you have to explain the fact that every single Nurse Joy is related. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's almost certainly different. Yeah. But I like the idea of that one Nurse Joy that's just always like, that's nice, dear. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm, sure. 
I bet it was um, I bet it was a mile long too, that Onyx. Sure thing, honey. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brian, question for you. Did you stay all the way through the credits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there an after credit scene for you? Um Was there for you? No. Cause okay, I don't I don't remember one. I've heard rumors from some people saying that there was like a scene with Giovanni and he had the Mecha Mewtwo at the end. Uh, no, I definitely didn't see that if that was a thing okay. that existed. Okay. I, I don't think so. The only thing I got to stay for was watch the credits. I saw all the old anime companions. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then there was a Voltorb with the Pokeballs. I thought that was cute too. <laughs> yes, but- <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, so during the credits, they played Who's That Companion? <laughs> which I thought was cool. And like yeah, you first cool. see, you know, Misty and Brock and you're like, okay. And then Tracy shows up. I'm like, Oh, it's Tracy. Awesome. Tracy. And I bet he didn't have a man bun. Yeah. Friggin no, he did not. not man bun Tracy. <laughs> and then, you know, you get may and then Max shows up in the same square as may. So you don't get like Max's own square or whatever. And then you get to Dawn and then Iris who's upside down in a tree, which I thought was perfect for her. <laughs> that's funny yes and then silent and then uh, clement and bonnie and then obviously serena which I, I but i just love the fact that the theater as they were going like everyone's like brock misty tracy and then as i keep going like this everyone guessing just keeps getting quieter <laughs> and quieter <laughs> and then as that's getting quieter, the huhs are getting louder and louder. Who? <laughs> yeah. So by the that's time awesome. they got to like Gen 5, they were like, um, what? This is when I shake my fist. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there's still a few people who are like uh, Bonnie and Clement and then uh, Serena. And I heard a few boos for Serena. And I'm like, no, no, don't boo Serena. She's awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, and so, then they did a little. Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. I was just gonna say, and then like Brian was saying, they did a little. Uh, I guess like uh, they showed like all the different little pokeballs flying up in the air. So like, it started off with like the pokeball, the great ball, the ultra master, and then they went like the quick ball, the dust ball, like all these video game balls and everything like that. And then they get into like the Johto balls, and at the very end. It, all you see is just like the backside of one Pokeball and you think it's just a regular Pokeball and it turns around. It's a Voltorb. <laughs> he was That's super funny. happy to be included. Oh, yeah. Voltorb. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, so you were going to say Doug. Well, no, I was just going to ask like overall, because have, have both of you seen all of the movies or have you just seen most of the movies or yeah. where? I, I, I've seen them all. Yeah, okay. I've seen them. Like, no, I haven't seen uh, Mewtwo and Genesect. That's the only one I have not seen. That's funny. That's like one of the few that I have seen. Um, where <laughs> where does this fall for you guys? Like, is this top third, middle third, or bottom third as far as like Pokemon movies go? Um, I'm just kind of saying this is probably my favorite Pokemon movie. Dang. Um, I, I was going to put it in the probably the lower spectrum of the top third. Okay. I I really liked it. It's not my favorite, but there wasn't a whole lot I actually thought was wrong with it. And I liked the approach. I liked the reboot aspect um, for, for the most part. And like I said earlier in the show, I would be perfectly okay if 
all the movies from here on out were set in this movie universe. Yeah, I would be perfectly fine with that. Like, stop trying to shoehorn the the movies into the anime timeline because it doesn't always match up and they're never referenced. And Mm -hmm. and that's not like doing that after a while. Yeah, just just make a movie universe and Mm -hmm. and stick with it. Like, I would love to see this Ash progress on a, a different journey that just involves meeting a lot of legendary Pokemon because let's face it, that's what the movies are. So yeah. I wonder if him going to Celadon city third has something to do with plans to eventually continue this, um, this movie series, right? Cause you could probably make a better movie out of Lieutenant surge than you could out of Erica. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to pick yeah. individual gym leaders to be central to a movie, um, I don't know. There's a lot they could do because we only saw Erica's the only gym leader we saw. For all yeah. we know, it yeah. could be her and who who knows else, like or who else, you know, it could be anybody. So they could do a lot. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, one thing uh, I forgot to mention—a little Easter egg here was uh, you actually get to see the shrine from Pokemon 2000 briefly mm-hmm. in the movie, which I thought was really cool. And you see a Lugia. Uh, jump out of the water so, <laughs> yeah completely a little, there are lots of little things yeah it was just a nice little nod to that movie there because um before the movie and again i don't know why they did i know why they did this but they could have done it better was when they pl- were playing the generations episodes mm-hmm. and then like they would cut to like the super special mm-hmm. uh uh theme song with the movies and like they skipped four and five but they showed all the movie scene stuff. And, yeah. Um, With the explosions and the music. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, like, I had a great time watching this movie. Um, yeah. It, I kind of wish I got I to really see it again. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was very much a, a special thing to see in theaters. Because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the the theater showing for me wasn't sold out but it was very very packed yes and uh it it was a nice blend of like longtime fans and Mm -hmm. kids that have probably been following the franchise for a year or two and like parents and and all that It, it was a nice blend of different ages and it's like just if you took a pan of that theater like it's a perfect image of just this franchise in general. This is a franchise that spans kids, adults, teenagers, and everything in between. Yeah. And it it's special because not all franchises can can capture an audience like like Pokemon mm-hmm. can. And so it was it was a really cool experience to kind of share the theater with with people of all ages that were just really excited to see yeah. this movie. Whether they were a longtime fan, like jumping into this reboot or if they grew up with the franchise and saw that they were doing something that was nodding the original and was like, Hey, it'd be really <laughs> cool to see that. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was really cool. And uh, there was, there was some kids behind us that talked a lot. and was kind of obnoxious, but at the same time <laughs> it was, it was really adorable because they would get excited over like everything, like every new Pokemon that came on the screen. They're like, Oh, Onyx. <laughs> and they were all so excited about seeing yes. Onyx on, on the movie theater screen. So, that's fun. Yeah, uh, it was it was yeah. definitely a really special experience. If I had kid talking, uh, if I had kid talking, that would have been fine for me. But I had this like thirty five year old guy talking to his mother, explaining everything during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's a little different. 
like the scene where like uh, they're in the real world or whatever. He goes, oh, that's what uh, Japan really looks like. And I- I'm just like, dude, <laughs> trying to watch a movie here. That's what Japan really looks like. Yeah, it's yeah. animated, didn't you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I liked it. I yeah. liked it a lot. And we got a super cool promo card out of it. And I'm considering getting it graded. Yeah, do it. Do it. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, I made sure it laid flat the entire time I was there at the movie. I never put it in my pocket or anything like that. I kept it on my lap just to make sure it you know, stays. And then my wife's got her card, which will stay in the binder. And I was like, you know what? I'll get this one graded. Do it. Why not? It'd be something different. I've never gotten a card graded. I've gotten comics graded. I just never got a card graded. Yeah. I hear a cat. Yeah, I hear a cat. Yeah, you, you know it. <laughs> I can't ever... Ever record a podcast without Milo coming <laughs> very loudly? That's that's his deal. More fans. Uh, any other like closing thoughts on the movie or anything that happened that we didn't talk about in the movie? Um, I don't really have anything to add. But if you haven't had the opportunity to see it in the theater, definitely make sure you set your DVR or watch it live on yes. Disney XD when it yes. airs. Very much and second that. If you don't have Disney XD, which I know some people don't, and I completely well, I understand, by they, I believe they said that the movie will be released on Blu-ray DVD in 2018. Hopefully earlier in 2018 than later. Yeah, because yeah. I will buy that. I don't own any of the movies, but I'll buy that. I'll buy this one. I own them all, and we'll definitely be buying this one. I'm very excited that they they kind of uh, said that they were going to do Blu-ray for this one. I kind of figured they would just because of what it is. Mm-hmm. But And yeah. they're also releasing their first season on Blu-ray, which I will happily purchase, even though I have yes. the first season already. But Blu-ray... I told Kyle, like, that was the first time I... So I... Kyle said it takes a lot for him to cry. It takes virtually nothing for me to cry, especially when it's animated <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I, so, I'm with you there. For some reason, animated movies just like cut straight to my heart. But um, the first time I, I cried in the theater for this movie was before the movie even started. It was when they were doing the advertisement for the Indigo League Blu-ray <laughs> because the montage was so good. And I was like, I feel so much nostalgia and so many emotions and I just can't right now. <laughs> like, it was just it was so ridiculous. <laughs> but yes, I second that. Definitely watch it. Definitely, definitely, definitely watch it. So, yeah. Yeah, Brian, what's your least favorite Pokemon movie? Uh, a lot of the more recent ones, like the the black and white and mm-hmm. uh, X and Y era movies, I only kind of like casually watched. Like I wasn't completely invested in them, and like the the movies started off really strong. They were really great films, and you continue to go through and then eventually I think the last one that I really enjoyed was the Lucario movie. And then like after that, they kind of just sort of fizzled out and just became very generic. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's a chunk in there that I'm not super fond of. I still watch them just because I want to watch all the movies. I don't want to miss any of them, but a lot of the more recent ones are just very cookie cutter. And gotcha. 
I'm not super big yeah. on that, but I was secretly hoping that there was one that you just like hated because if we ever like do movie reviews or movie commentary, that's that's the one I would definitely be like, Brian, you have to be on <laughs> this one. Oh, nice. I, um, <laughs> I need I need to look at a movie list. I, I'm gonna say this one. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, but the um, Swords of Justice movie. That was a that was very generic. Yes, there's a Pokemon yeah. movie called Swords of Justice. It's uh, it's uh, with Kiram and the Swords of Justice. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And I was say that's such a dramatic name. I just remembered I tried watching that movie and I never actually finished it because I got so bored watching it. Oh my! Yeah. Wow. Now, uh, I do like what they did uh, for the first movie for Black and White, where they split. They made the, basically the same movie, but they alter details like one's like a black version one's a white version yeah and they kind of alter in the beginning of the movie where it's like oh well uh you know paths uh depending on which way you take could always be something different so like in the beginning of the movie ash goes left instead of right and then the other one's <laughs> right instead of left. but That's it still cool. ends up in the same place uh yeah. meets the same people but they have different pokemon and one's reshram one's zekrom and wow. I, I, the concept was cool i thought and Someday we're gonna rewatch all of these because I'll be watching movie, them for the first time. One movie I did like though, um, it had a slow start, but it was the Hoopa movie. Yeah, yeah, the Hoopa end- was Hoopa was alright. Ending with all the legendaries, I thought was really cool. Yeah, How it was just got, cool like, to watch, Rangers, regardless yeah. of the story. It was just cool to visually see. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh yeah, we still have a Mega Rayquaza. We still have to somehow put into this. Uh, uh, into cartoon form. Let's just put in this movie <laughs> randomly as uh, Ash's uh, ride. There you go. That'll do it. Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, what else do we have? Your what outro. else is there? What haven't? Your yeah, what <laughs> haven't we covered in this mega That's episode? A, the mega indeed. This episode mega yeah. evolved. Yes. Yeah. And yes. mega evolved and used a Z move. Yeah, we you moved so, all over the place. My goodness. I think this might actually be our longest episode. <laughs> it almost certainly will be. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm looking at about <laughs> two hours and twenty minutes right now. <laughs> all right. Well then let me uh let me let me wrap it up for all of us. <laughs> uh hey, uh yeah, that is it. So thanks for joining us on this mega sized adventure along the Victory Road. For more information on episodes and contests, or to give us feedback on the show, be sure to find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast, let us know. Until next time, we are headed back to the Pokemon Center to play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because it'll be out in two days! Yeah! Bye! Bye!
fine production of the Four Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.fourrideradio.com. 